0: Everything's set up for Sparks Writings. All right. Is that your reference? Yeah, every what? so often I jump. Jo- What's that blue cat's name? It's more for pacing. It's more for like how many words can I put on a page? Oh, okay. Or like, oh, there's no way of like having like, you know, five panels on a page. Then I look at this page and just go, yeah, no, you can
1: everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick. I'm Ian Boothby. And welcome to this week's show. It's a, it's a brand new show for us. Been, yeah, that's right. We've never done this show before.
0: That we know of. Ooh. Uh, you, you know, you're accepting the time is linear.
1: Really? Getting Philip K. Dick We here. might have
0: always been doing this show. We've
1: always been doing... I just meant this particular episode. Are you saying that we've always done... This episode. Remember once that's very deep.
0: Someone was saying how you know, if, if time isn't linear, then you really are just existing in this one moment. That's what I that's what I think of time. And then you are aware of this moment. And then I always think like, well, what if you are on the toilet? That means like you are you are in this moment in time forever. Like you've always been in this moment, no, and you will never not be in this moment. And you've always been on the toilet. No,
1: because you experience your life; it's not linear. It's it's an instant. It's like a vertical strip. Okay, and you experience it all at once. But it just takes a second. Okay, it takes not even a blink for you to experience your entire life from birth to death.
0: Right, and so, the history
1: of the world and the universe.
0: Okay, so going with uh, going with that, yeah, uh, is there free will? And we're going to start off the show with this: <laughs> is there free will? So to, if everything exists at once, yeah, uh, did you make deci- do? Your decisions have effect, of course. But if everything exists at once, you never really made a decision. It, it all just happened instantly. So it was mm-hmm. already laid out. The The time that you would make a decision right now to go have a hamburger, you'd already eaten the hamburger and pooped out the hamburger and <laughs> moved on to your next hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you're, Which, and at the same time, your great, 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 great grandkids are eating a hamburger. Yeah. But yeah. that hamburger is made out of like, you know, a moon, because now we eat the moon. Because it's the future.
1: It's the future. We eat the. Even moon. though the future is uh,
0: discovered is now, because yeah.
1: there is no future. There is sure. just now. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think. Yeah, yeah. But I think there can still be free will within that model.
0: Okay, but, but the free will was just like uh, baked into it, like, uh, like yeah. the universe. Always, the universe is. is a
1: sheet cake. It always and, is. Uh, yeah. It's always yeah. been. Uh, the... There's no. Oops, there's no. There's no absolute free will. So you always there is always a certain amount of determinism in your in your life so
0: It's weird when someone argues that there is no free will because if you argue that there is no free will yeah what's shut up because <laughs> then there you have no choice but to argue that there's no free will mm-hmm. so why are you arguing that there's no free will? Like, you just, just do what you're going to do. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, there's just, you, you have nothing to prove. If you believe that, then there's no point in arguing it because there's no point in arguing, period. Yeah. You know, so, so, so knock it off. What are we doing here? What are you, what are you saying?
1: It's a weird, it's a, it is an interesting argument, but then it kind of falls under the idea of existentialism where you admit that what you are living is absurd. And that it doesn't matter, and that should make it matter more to you.
0: Okay. But if it doesn't matter, uh, you know, ISAs, uh, then it, it just doesn't matter, though. Like, I, I get what you're saying. But, but like, yeah. But how, you have to give it value. But once you give it value, then you're not believing what you, what you just said. Like, if you, if you think that, uh, that free will doesn't exist, yeah, uh, then whatever you believe yeah. uh, isn't really what you believe, it's just what was predetermined anyway. Sure. So you're just following along this path. Yeah.
1: You have to live with that. But yeah, right. Sub- so a, so anything
0: at this issues. point that you then yeah. go, well, then I decide that I'm going, no, 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 no,
1: yeah.
2: then
0: let's take decision out of there, because mm-hmm. you've just told me that there's no decisions. Right. And that's why I choose, no, 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 no. we got to take that out of there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what, it, sure. what is,
1: is. Sure. Yeah. No, I believe, in, I believe in free will, but I believe that it's uh, not absolute.
0: Well, you I mean you can't go I want to f- go flying now and then jump not out just, the window. Not which... just
1: that, but I think there's a lot of like your behavior, personality that are predetermined. Sure, that I will agree. To, with you that, have to you have to live in you have to live within those strictures and also cultural things. There's that scene in in um The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the the one the the David Fincher one with um what's his name? Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig, yeah, Daniel Craig. And where there's that scene where he he is invited in by the murderer And he kind of knows that he's the murderer, but he is too polite to not go into the house and put himself into danger. Like he just can't go. Screw you! You you might be a murderer. I'm gonna go home. No, he goes in sort of unwillingly, but he still goes in. You know what I mean? So there's that's a that's an example where you have free will, but you you can't act on it because your cultural, you know, cultural, Mm -hmm. whatever, your upbringing, you know over overrules your your decision making do you know what i mean
0: yeah i've mentioned this before but one of my favorite scenes in a movie is in Copland, where uh sylvester stallone is telling uh, the police officers there it's like they're going up against i forget what they're going up against but something really bad and yeah. he says like uh, if any of you want to leave i understand and janine garofalo raises her hand and goes i'm gonna go yeah and, and leaves and we never see her again i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I just love seeing the breaking the format of the movie and just going, yeah, I, be, uh, oh, everything's much more tense now. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it worked on uh, many levels for me. One, it was just like, well, I believe that character. That's true to the character. And two, I, the stakes now
1: are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're acting out. Yeah. It really is like good writing because you're allowing a character to make a choice that in a way goes against your intentions in, in that, you know, like, you know, to like a, a kind of hack director or writer. You need like have a team, you know, all united going to face this challenge, and yet you have one character, and if it fits a character, that character is, you know, maybe they have kids, they have a life yeah. of some sort. They're just like, I can't risk my life for this. I mean, I-
0: yeah, they uh, mm-hmm. they're not just existing in this two-hour movie we're watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've had a life before. They will have a life afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly.
1: That James Mangle's first film, isn't it?
0: I'm not really sure. I could not tell. I you. I know it's
1: a. F- I know that if he directed it, I know that it is whoever directed it and wrote it. It is their like their first film. It's
0: one of those movies uh, that comes along every so often where people go, you know, Sylvester Stallone's a pretty good actor, and there's like <laughs> a bunch of movies where you go, hey, Sylvester Stallone's a pretty good actor, and then you know it's like you just forget, <laughs> and then you see him again, like oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, there he goes, and then he does the Expendables, and you mm-hmm. go
1: like, mm, mm-hmm. you
0: know, sometimes you got to pay the bills. I understand. <laughs>
1: What are these bills? How yeah, I don't how know. These bills are so big. I don't know. I assume, <laughs>
0: I assume when you've made Infinite Rockies, uh, you could say that's got to pay the bills. Sure. So you've got all the Rambo's. You're
1: fine, right? You could say the same about Bruce Willis, though. Bruce Willis feels like the kind of like under the radar Nicholas Cage, where we always hack on Nicholas Cage for like doing whatever his script falls in his lap. Okay, but Bruce Willis is the same. Like he'll be in any movie. Like, if there's a movie where you require him to show up for a day, he is in. And he'll wa- he'll sleepwalk through that movie like nobody's business. So you've
0: seen the G.I. Joe movie.
1: Exactly. That's what example. Yeah, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yeah. That's a good example of that, where he just shows up f- for a day. He's the
0: original Joe, yeah.
1: And just, you know, but there's lots of movies where that's like that. Like I
0: think the reason you cha- you, you, you judge Nick Cage differently than Bruce Willis, I think people still like Bruce Willis and Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, uh, is Nicholas Cage will go nuts in a movie? He'll like really take it over the top, and Bruce Willis it, will if show. If the movie up requires him, it, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, But quite often it will because that's why you hire Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, but then Bruce Willis will play it way back. Like he'll just take mm-hmm. it way, way back, yeah. and just basically talk through the whole thing and just mm-hmm. be more quiet. Yeah, yeah. You see him in um,
1: Glass, yes,
0: and uh, you know I bet his heart rate didn't go up. You know, but uh, you feel like more, he's invested more, in more that like, film three times in a movie.
1: It feels like he's invested in that movie. Uh, that'd be sad unlike, if he was. Unlike G.I. Yeah, Joe Retaliation, for instance, which, I, if you look through his filmography, I'm sure you could find other movies where you're just like, oh yeah, like, he must have sleptwalked through that film. Like, there's no way, there's no way he cared a cent about that movie. I just went to, I saw um, a new Nicolas Cage film called The Color Out of Space. All right. Do you know this movie? Nope. Have you heard of this movie? Nope. Have you ever heard of this film? Have you ever heard of Color? Space? <laughs> out of uh it's a it's based on a hp lovecraft story that's called the color out of space all right and essentially if someone asked me to describe the film well i I guess i first have to say have you seen annihilation
0: what is annihilation again
1: the movie with um it's by the guy who did uh, ex machina with um, uh, natalie portman where they go into the the forest it has like some kind of weird environment that's developing because of a meteorite that's come to earth no i have not seen that okay because uh, see that's a problem I keep saying to people have you seen Annihilation they go no and I go okay because I was going to say this is like the prequel to Annihilation like okay if seen I have Annihilation, seen Way
0: yeah. Out Space Nuts is there any way okay. close
1: to that it's like more like Way Out Space Nazis <laughs> no it's not nothing to, Ugh. yeah <laughs>
0: So. The two guys are packing food into the rocket, uh, uh, lunch, and he hits launch, and then they go off into space, and one of them is uh, Bob Denver. Ugh, it's crazy things happened after.
1: Isn't that. there one of those cross shows where there's like a rat who's got a Nazi uniform?
0: Um,
1: okay. It's like a Nazi. It's not like actually a Nazi no, uniform. No, 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 no. I
0: hear what you're saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a yes, and I'm going to give you a no. Oh, well. It is not. This
1: a, is like the free
0: will determinism. No, no. No, it's, uh, no, it's just uh, <laughs> factual. Yes, it's H.R. Puffin Stuff is what you're thinking okay. about, but okay. oh. but yes, you're thinking of Puffin Stuff the movie, not Puffin Stuff the TV show. Oh, okay. so the Nazi rat never showed up on the TV show. He did show up in the movie that was just called Puffin Stuff. I see. That was the one with Mama Cass and um, uh, who Who's a who's a uh, the denture wearer lady? Martha Ray. Martha Ray is in it as well. There you oh, go. Okay, she.
1: In her days, when she I try was to remember
0: great. who she is, I'm like Martha Ray Dentureware. yeah,
1: yeah, you remember in um the Marx Brothers film, uh, the Big Store?" I do
0: remember that because we <laughs> did all the Marx Brothers movies <laughs> for
1: uh, our podcast. And you, remember, Marx. and you remember that that woman who shows up and sings that one little song in a very kind of a weird way,
0: and yeah, and you're just kind of like part of it, yeah,
1: because she makes a movie. Martha Ray was kind of like her, where she wasn't like a star. But she would appear in a movie, and she would just like bring the movie to life. Yeah. For the time she was, it could be like the most pedestrian, run of the mill musical that you're just kind of like, well, whatever. Yeah. By the and way, then, we
0: will get back to the Nick Cage movie. I promise. And
1: then <laughs> she shows up, and yeah, it just comes alive with. Well, her I
0: remember like parents. that. Uh, yeah, Martha she Ray. She even made
1: dentures look good.
0: Martha Ray did, I believe, the Puffin Stuff movie. Okay. And uh, the Crofts liked her so much, they went, "Oh, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be in one of our things." And mm. she was like, uh, "Is there money involved?" And they went, "Yes, we." pay per show. And she went, <laughs> uh, I'm in. And so uh then she did the bugaloos and she was the villain on the bugaloos. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good for her.
0: Okay, so you saw this Nick. Cage so yeah, movie so
1: I called? went to, it was playing at the Rio. It was uh, one of their eleven thirty at night shows. So I drove down to see it and um it's directed by um oh, Richard Stanley, who directed a couple of really good horror movies at the beginning of the ni- like the, the beginning of the nineties, the one's called Hardware.
0: Okay, yeah, it's I did a very, hardware, yeah. It's a very good film. Yeah.
1: And then he went on to direct, he was going to direct a, a film version of The Island of Dr. Moreau. And Was it,
0: this after the Brando version, or was this going to be this the This was going to be
1: the Brando version. Okay. And it had Bill Kilmer in it, and it was just a nightmare. And the whole thing just ran out of, it just, you know, he was a kind of a new director. He'd never dealt with big stars. He'd never been a part of a big project with a studio. And pretty much... Well, Val Kilmer more than anyone just fucked him over. Like Marlon Brando fucks everyone over. Okay. That's Marlon Brando's thing. He'll show up and he just wants to make the character his own.
0: He'll call you Miss Piggy, but uh, that is if you are <laughs> the person who was the voice of Miss Piggy.
1: Okay. And he, was that for the, uh, Frank
0: Oz the, for, for the, uh, sort of Godfather parody. That Matthew with Broderick. Matthew yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What was that called? The, I can't remember what it's called. The Something Boy? I want,
0: to, I want to say it's The Graduate, but of course it's not The Graduate. It's not The Graduate, but, but The Freshman. The Freshman. There
1: you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty good movie. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one, but it's, it's okay. Yeah. But I, mean, I think it's weird because Marlon Reno's in it.
0: As, he, as a parody of a he character. He just brings the part.
1: weirdness. Yeah. And he brings the weirdness Island Dark Row. I don't know if, if you've seen that movie where he's like, no. he's entirely like, I think he's like painted white or he's like, like his hair is gray and he wears like these, just like a giant moo and he only, only wears sunglasses and this I think, giant uh, Yeah, hat. I think
0: they got him in to do this as when they said like, uh, you'll wear a muumuu.
1: I'm in. No, he insisted on these things. Oh, I'm, These okay. are the, the things he, so... But yeah, Val Kilmer was just like a complete dick and just like the biggest asshole in the world. No, like, that's too bad. Yeah, there's a great documentary about it called "The Island of Lost Souls." It was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is. Um It's if it still is, it's really worth watching because it's a, it's a, just a great like anatomy of of a nightmare for for a person, for a creative person. And so he got he got fired from the from the job because he just could not. Well, Val Kilmer got him fired from the job, and so they brought in. I think John Frankenheimer came in and. and did the film, which is just a mess, but anyway, so Hardware is the last film that John, that uh, Richard Stanley has made. So he hasn't made a movie for thirty years until he made uh, the uh, Color Out of Space. So that's kind of exciting. So I was kind of mm-hmm. excited by that, and so I went down to see it, and um, I liked, I liked it quite a bit actually. I, I've read. Is it,
0: like, a, is it a sci-fi movie?
1: It's a sci-fi horror film. Okay. So the idea is when a, I
0: hear Lovecraft, I think fantasy.
1: Lovecraft is more horror than fantasy.
0: Okay, but with fantastical elements.
1: Sure. Yeah. Like this, well, this movie has, yeah, has fantas- fantastical elements. I mean, it has a meteorite crash to Earth and change the environment of this, where it lands. And that's kind of why I say it's like Annihilation, because that's part of the, that's kind of like the, the beginning of Annihilation is the idea that this meteorite has crashed, landed in the Everglades, and then it's created this sort of its own biosphere where the people go into it and then they start exper- experiencing all this weird things like nature's changing, like the, ge- you know, gen- genetics is sort of rewriting itself in front of them, okay. and starting to change them, and, and it's it's very interesting. And this film is the same, basically. I mean, it's but it's based in the Lovecraft story. So obviously, this dr- author who wrote Annihilation, the that um, uh, I can't think Alec. Sorry, everyone. I know you're telling me the name, but I cannot hear you right now. But you know who Alex Garland, the director of. Um, but let me
0: just say, like as we go along yeah. with the podcast yes. through the years. Yeah this is what's going to take up most of your time. Like we used to, we used to have a thing. Well, we still do. Yeah. Uh, where, where we get rid of the pauses that we that we yeah, have, yeah, and it's truncate do. silence. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a feature we have. Yeah. What we need now is truncate silence for trying to remember the name of that person. Because <laughs> as we get older, this is just it what is you feel. know from the the thing with
1: the person yeah. with
0: the hat.
1: It's a lot you know, it's a lot harder the, for me the now. The
0: ears, the ears guy.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know, hattie ears. <laughs> hattie, hattie McDaniel. Because I have such I have advanced facial recognition software, mm-hmm. it's really frustrating to me because I can no longer recall names of actors though. So now I'm like, oh that guy, he was in this movie, blah blah blah. But TV you know show. what you
0: probably could do because of your artistic talent, which is the same thing my wife could do, is I could hand you a piece of paper and just go draw them. And then you could just like draw ah, them for a, me, and then they hand me, and I go, like, Ah, that's them.
1: Okay, got <laughs> it. Caricatures. But yeah. Yeah. Lisa was watching Why are uh, they all playing soccer? Lisa was watching The Changeling last night because it's on. Which pr- version? The Changeling? There's the two the movies Clin- called Clint the Chang- Eastwood uh, one. Oh, that's right. The horror movie with yeah. Georgie Scott, right? Uh, yeah. This is the Clint Eastwood version okay. with um, a very, very thin. Uh, what's your name? And- Angelina, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Angelina Jolie. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, I was watching it, and I was like. Oh, that's the cat police captain from the first season of Dexter. Oh, he's in the movie. Let's oh, go. Cool. Oh, that's the that's the FBI agent from the from Ozark. Who, get you know, I don't want really to give spoilers. I almost give a spoiler there. No. You should see Ozark if you haven't seen it, everyone. It's really good. And yeah, so I was just like, that was what I was doing through the whole the whole thing. Probably annoyingly. Oh, that's the guy from from. Uh, um, oh, I said it last night. Now I can't remember what it's called. From um, <laughs> shoot. Uh, Fair notice, yeah. Fair yeah. notice. Yeah. You're
0: like uh, IMDb <laughs> in the nineties, where on a very slow computer, where eventually the information will show up, but it, you'll have a little spinning disk yeah. for quite a was, while until I was it doing, comes there. I was
1: doing good last night. I just had trouble today because you don't, know that's what you need. you need. You need to
0: have one of those uh, Macintosh spinning spinning uh, waiting disks, So yeah. when you're trying to remember the name of a person, mm, you just hold that up and just it up spin
1: and this, it. So just of spin it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, hey, let's go to that restaurant. I what use, restaurant?
0: Hold it up. Spin.
1: To be honest with you, I, I use a PC, I don't, so I don't have that waiting problem. <clutter flowing>
0: what's a what's a PC? A oh, PC. what's a PC when
1: A <laughs> uh, PC makes you wait, though sometimes too. La di da. Oh, no, no, I don't know what you are talking about. Anyway, um, so yeah, so um, it was quite like I say, it was quite good. I thought I quite enjoyed it. It was. It's like they're a family who have left the city to live on a farm, live on their, their family farm, and and you know they're. They're a family, they have their issues and, and things, but then this meteorite crashes in the farm on the farm, and it starts to take over. It starts to change things. Mm. It starts to change the colors, color of the trees, the colors of everything. Starts to to mutate. And it was interesting. It was an interesting film. Had some disturbing things in it, but not not crazy disturbing. Just well, pretty crazy disturbing. I guess. <laughs> I, I'm not really. I don't really get too horrified by horror films. Yeah. But the only thing that bothered me, and it was the same problem I had seeing Mandy at the Rio. Which also was a Nick Cage movie. Which also was a Nick Cage movie, is that there's a group of idiots who show up just to laugh at Nick Cage. Just to laugh at Nick Cage. He's not doing anything funny, necessarily. He's not acting badly or crazily more than usual. His his acting does kind of peak during the (laughs) film. There's a climax to his acting. And I was watching a Q&A with him after I'd seen the film at TIFF, and he said... He said um, that Richard Stanley was a fan of *Vampire's Kiss*, mm. so I wanted to kind of channel a little bit of that oh, crazy okay, acting into the film. And so, you know, so he does do a little bit of that kind of over the top nuttiness that is in *Vampire's Kiss*. But it's fine, like you know, that's just part of the fun of, of a movie like that. It's a, you know, it's a schlock B movie that you're watching. Like, yeah. you know, you're bringing like he should bring some fun to it. And um, yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fun, except for the people laughing. I remember when we saw Mandy. I went with Mary, we drove down and, um, and we were, you know, it started and people were like, and there was a, people laughing. And then there was a couple of people there who were there thinking that was, they were there doing mystery science theater 3000. Yeah. And this person turned and he said, excuse me, could you be, please be quiet. <laughs> yes. I don't to do. I don't have to do it. Thank God! Yeah,
0: if you want to see that, there's uh, there's the gentleman
1: hecklers, gentleman hecklers, they, <laughs> you know? who people who know how to do it.
0: Yeah, unlike you, and where people you're, have You were just saying it.
1: the same thing over and over again and getting really boring. Yeah, so, this yeah. isn't your living room, <laughs> Knock at right. all. I know
0: there there is there is the real living roomation of uh, uh, of movies. The, the the two things that are annoying about movies now, one are the infinite com- commercials.
1: Infinite commercials.
0: Yeah. Uh, I almost got, like, we're going to go see um, Birds of Prey uh, later on tonight. Mm, the religious and, film? What's that?
1: The religious film, Birds of Prey.
0: Oh, oh I see what you're saying. Very good. Um, and I almost got the uh, VIP uh, only because it would be less commercials. Yeah. And I didn't. I ended up like, hey, I got the wrong theater, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs>
1: It's fine, a t- technical wizard. It's fine. Job. It's
0: all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, the infinite commercials, like, really are getting to me. Yeah, now. like twenty commercials is too much commercials. Sure, that's the thing. And also, uh, then when the movie starts, oh, also people that just come in like late uh, with, with their phones on with their with their uh, flashlights, like whipping them around. Oh, yeah. Like it's the beginning of the ABC yeah. mystery movie. And then, uh, and then people just yap during a movie, like la- like at normal voice. Yeah, not whisper, just. Yeah, so uh oh, that's the uh, Yeah, so we should talk about the what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> have you never been to a movie before? Like, and if you have, has no one ever corrected you? Because it's always adults. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so you've been seeing movies for like 35 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's going on? But they're so used to like watching them at home, where you could just yip
1: yap, boop 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 boop. Yeah, it's happened to me twice where I've had this. Once was it's the, so tough to say the Kurt Russell film Executive Decision. There's these two guys that sat in front of me, and they look like they actually look like bums. They look like bums who'd come in off the street. Okay. The only clue that they weren't bums was the lack of smell, <laughs> but also, I'm sorry, everyone. This people, they, this not. It's a horrible thing I'm saying, but it's true. You go to the library. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's that? Yep. Sure. Go ahead. But they also, but they spent the whole time talking in incredible detail about the technical things in the film mm. like the the but not the like film yeah. itself but like all the military hardware and stuff in the movie yeah. they just spent the whole time talking about it I'm just like oh my god like shut up yeah. go to a restaurant after the movie and talk it yeah, out
0: make a note make notes <laughs> now and then in yeah, yeah you're using up all your good uh, Talk time,
1: and
2: then
0: like go go and have some French fries afterwards, and talk about the movie. That's what you're supposed to do. Get a bunch of French fries, yeah, and some kind of drink, maybe a coffee. Maybe you are going to get that refilled for free over and over again. That sounds great. Split a big fries. Sit down. Talk about the damn movie <laughs> afterwards.
1: And then I saw uh, Fellowship of the Ring in the theater, and I sat beside two two women who spent the entire time talking to each other Ugh. through the film. And when I think back to it, which is ridiculous to me now, is that is that it was kind of an empty theater. But I felt it would be rude to move away, (laughs) so I just I sat by them through the whole film. I think I sat beside them actually.
0: Is there any connection between Fellowship of the Ring and the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Yes,
1: there is. So are they trying
0: to get the plant the pants to a volcano and throw them in? That's
1: right. That's right. And also, there's a a creature that's flying who wants to wear the pants. Oh, yeah, that's right. Precious pants. (laughs) Precious, (laughs)
0: Precious, <laughs> precious, first We my watched. Parents. Speaking of Nick Cage, yeah. Uh, the other day, I, I taped uh, our DVR or whatever you do. Yeah, uh, a Moonstruck. You know, like mm. you know what? I'd like to see Moonstruck again. And, did it hold up? And, and uh, well, here's the thing. My uh, my wife, uh, Pia, had not seen it before, and I was okay. like, "How did you not see Moonstruck?" Yeah, let's watch Moonstruck. And she really, really enjoyed it, okay. and it holds up very well. Oh, the good. one thing that you forget about it is the weird pacing. Like it's very weirdly paced. Like yeah. if you ever look at those "How to Write a Screenplay" uh, books and like ha- yeah. have this and then an event and less opera. In.
1: That's what they would tell you in your "How to Write a Screenplay."
0: <laughs> they do take their time at the opera. <laughs> they do. And then everything, uh, you know. First of all, Nick Cage is over the top with his performance. Yeah, that's one of the first Nick Cage kind of over the top performances. Share is great. Share is grounded and great yeah. and hilarious. She's really
1: good in that kind of role.
0: Yeah, and 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 the weird thing, without spoiling what happens. Is, uh, you think like, oh, it's this big setup for everything that would be a farce. Mm. Just like this person's, yes, cheating on this person and this person doesn't know about this and this yeah, person yeah. that. And oh, the money is this for that. Oh, here we go. And it all kind of resolves where they're all sitting around a kitchen table. And I'm not going to say what the thing is, but if it, but it's like they just settle it at the table with like talking. They just go, Hey, yeah, knock that off. Okay. <laughs> Hey, how about this big thing? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you about it. Oh, not keeping it a secret anymore. Yeah, I just I feel like I gotta tell you about it. Oh, well, thanks for telling me about it. Okay. Well, now that he's told me about that, I can say this. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Then no, we're all good. Yes, we're good. All right. Great. End of movie. The movie is over. We resolved it at the table. It's just, everyone resolves everything. Just like. They all just talk it out. I it's, guess that feels
1: weird because we're not used to movies no, like that No, you're
0: expecting, especially when everyone is like so Italian and so big. What are you doing? What's the thing there? And it's like, uh, yeah, hey, that hurts my feelings. Then I won't do it no more. <laughs> I apologize for doing that. Thanks for respecting me and my boundaries. Hey, I have some pasta.
1: Danny Aiello is in it, right? Yes. Yes, of course, Italian. He'd have to be in it. Yeah, that's that's interesting. John, what's his name? John Shanley? Who wrote that film? That's a good
0: question, but he went on
1: to write he went on to do Joe versus the volcano was that because that project was like Moonstruck was such a big thing the 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 studio gave him like, you know, uh, the green, you know, green light, do whatever you want. And so he did a very crazy film, which I actually like quite a bit. Joe versus the volcano. Yeah,
0: there's some good stuff in Joe versus the volcano for sure. Yeah, it's a Norman Jewison directed uh, okay, no, movie. Movie, but uh, it's but you're by. asking. It was uh, yeah, John Patrick uh, Shanley. There you go. Uh, wrote it and did. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it was nominated for six Oscars. Uh, one for best original screenplay, yeah. best actress share. Yeah, and uh, best supporting actress Olympia Dukakis. That's which right. you kind of look at it and go like. Okay, like they don't do much. This is the thing; it's not yeah. a big oh my family. It's not. It's not that. It's just like a lot of subtle things. Like just it... a look at you look at Cher's face until as, as she's watching the opera, and you just get that it gets to her, and you just see like a little tear come down <laughs> her face, and like oh, she's changed from watching this opera.
1: Huh.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite lines in the uh, in it is uh coming out of the opera. and It's like I can't believe she died.
1: You know, I knew she was sick, but. <laughs> It's uh, Camille. Is that what they saw? So I think that I think her winning the Oscar for that was also kind of a uh, La Bohème. La Bohème. La Bohème was a bit of a uh, which is
0: French for the Bohemian.
1: Thank you. The Bohemian. So the artistic person. The thing I uh, I think I think that she got the Oscar for that because she was overlooked for Silkwood.
0: Okay. And a lot of people felt yeah. that
1: she had that that she had shone so much in that film. You know, with Meryl Streep. You know, that was a film that kind of opened a career for two people. One was Cher and one was, uh, Kirk, Kirk Russell, Kurt Russell. Because, you know, up to that point, he was kind of seen as like a Disney actor, sure. former TV actor. And, you know, for him and Cher to hold their own against Meryl Streep in that film, it was like, it was like sort of like one of those things like, they held their own. They, they, they can act, you know, so really, really, uh.
0: I'm blanking on the name of the guy, but it's the dad from Fraser. I forgot who the actor mm. is. John Mahoney? Yeah,
1: I think John Mahoney's right, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, they have Olympia Dukakis in the scene with him. Mm. And he's the guy who's always going out with the young women. And, uh, and then, uh, they just, oh, it's such a great scene.
1: Does he actually have his accent in that film or is he still, is he doing a New York accent?
0: I think he's doing a New York okay. accent. Yeah. Uh, wait, wait, what's the, what's his accent? Like a He's boss- British. Oh, is he British? Yeah. Oh, I had no. Well, he's not British in this. <laughs> no,
1: no, I've never seen him like. And I so after, yeah, after yeah.
0: one of the young girls storms off, which we've seen happen before, yeah. uh, Olympia is like, "Hey, you want to eat with me?" And uh, and then she's just straight talking him. Yeah. And then he puts the moves on her. Like later, he's being Mister Charming, and she's get out of here. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, we should do something." You know what I think? I think you're a naughty boy, and you like getting into trouble. Yeah. Eh. And she's literally it's just great. She's just like so smart and yeah. so sharp and it's like in a, in a lesser movie it would go in very different directions and it's mm. just like no, that was sensible. She's she, this is sensible. She's giving him good advice. And and but she's getting what she needs out of this too because mm-hmm. she needed something because her husband's cheating on her. And I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. This is there's so much tension in the scene, but they're doing so little. It's great, you know. It, it was it was such a, a good movie to watch with like, and it's very very funny. Yeah. But like with so much restraint to it uh-huh. that uh, you just don't really see in in movies anymore. Like I couldn't see this movie being made now. They would just go, yeah, got to goose it up.
1: You couldn't see Kramer goose versus Kramer made now.
0: Well, isn't that a Marriage Story?
1: I don't think so. I think it's a. Di- I think it's a different film. There's not. Yeah, you're there's right. not that emotional. Not those like. There's no big fight in Kramer versus Kramer.
0: Yeah, and also, uh, uh, no one was calling Dustin Hoffman a genius continuously through the movie, which apparently in, in uh, Marriage. I've Story, not seen Marriage Story, so I just I, no, I have no seen clips of it, and I've seen like five clips in a row where people refer to uh, the Adam Driver character as a genius, mm. and that uh, that makes a movie a little too. Uh, uh, I mean, this in a different way, but like in a two Woody Allen for me. Mm. Like that's, that's my big f- problem with like uh, a lot of Woody Allen scripts. It's just like, well, people always talking about it, oh, that guy's a genius. Yeah, he's a, oh, that guy's brilliant. It's just like, I don't think people say that shit that much. Like, mm. the, when was the last time you knew someone and you went like, that guy's a genius? You just, yeah, that, it, uh, yeah.
1: I'm not, I'm not from New York. Okay. So yeah. Do they call each other genius yeah, a lot? Yeah, they're very, the- very proud of each other in New York City. Okay. I don't think Albert Einstein got called a other. genius
0: as much as. Uh, well, he Adam
1: didn't live in of- New York City. That's true. He lived in New Jersey. So screw him. That's right. If he was a genius, he'd live in New York City.
0: I'm coming up with a the theory of relativity yeah. <laughs> Hey!
1: This guy's a genius. Whoa, look at this. I've never
0: seen such smarts. Uh- <laughs> Hey, did you order the pizza? Oh, I forgot. Hey, nice job, genius. I'm working at my math
1: here. <laughs> That's very I'm trying mean. to
0: solve for X. <laughs> Ay! That's actually
1: what they mean by referring to someone as a genius. Yeah. It's actually not that they mean that he's great. They mean that <laughs> hey, he's a real genius. He can't remember his. That's right. If his head wasn't screwed on, he wouldn't. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, there you go. I don't know. I was going to say something about. Well, I think I was going to talk about Kramer versus Kramer, but. Sure, go ahead. I did. Just to when, men- the, when the
0: kid falls off the it. uh, playset it's, it's, it's,
1: it's scary um, The best part of that movie? Him falling off the playset uh, No, uh, Dustin Hoffman reading uh, Tintin to his kid Oh, okay yeah, There's a scene where the phone rings and he's reading Tintin I was like, I love this movie I would say the best scene in it Is uh,
0: the ice cream scene
1: you know what? It's been a while since I saw here's that
0: the ice, Here's the ice cream scene. It's uh, it's uh, Dustin Hoffman trying to get his kid to yeah. eat. And the kids, of course, the mom tells me what to eat. You're not, you can't tell me what to do. And then uh, the kid, I want ice cream. And then the kid goes up to the, to the freezer and is like, don't open that freezer. Oh, that's free. He opens the freezer. Don't <laughs> take it out. Don't do it. Don't, don't. Do it. Spoon in there. Just yeah. testing the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so tense. Yeah, it's a good uh, scene. Ne- never been a tenser scene. <laughs> It is a good scene. Yeah. And a, also there was some nice casual nudity where uh, Dustin Hoffman's having a lady over and then the kid uh, sees the naked lady in the oh, hallway. And nice. you know, as as a, a very young person watching this movie, I was like, I appreciate this nudity in a
1: regular movie. Sure. Thank you. And the kid goes, "Forget about Tintin." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it's, a, it's a yeah, it's a good film and it's a weird film. Yeah, Robert Benson, the the writer, who wrote Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, well, you know, then kind of moved into doing movies himself, like the late show with Art Carney and Lily Tomlin.
0: Which I did watch uh, chunks of the other night. I watched about three quarters of it. Okay. That does hold up, I think. That's a good
1: film. Yeah. The only problem with that movie is there's a chase sequence at night and you can just barely see what's happening. Mm. You know, it's just part of that 70s, 70s cinematography. There's, they had some idea that you should see as little of the movie as we could possibly show you. And somehow this is like, great art you know well, maybe it gordon willis started it with godfather but everyone else competed to oh, try okay. and see like how little how little of a movie we can show you you know so there's like a the sequ- and it's like a fun chase it should be a fun chase anyway through a suburban neighborhood where they're driving over yards and things but you can just barely make out what's going on it's so so strange to me like, i guess modern movies you know it's so much more about spectacle than those films are like i don't know what their thing i don't know what their thing was you know but but nowadays like you know it's we want to see everything. So there's very little occurs at night in movies. It's almost always in daytime, daytime chases and things. And I was just
0: looking at what uh, what what else he wrote.
1: Robert Ben... Yeah, let's hear it. Let's yeah, hear it.
0: he wrote... You uh, say Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Uh, won, won an Oscar for uh, Best Original Screenplay for Places in the Heart. Good movie. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde, Late Show. Oh, I forgot about Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, yeah, sorry. He, he got three Oscar nominations. Uh, two for Best Original Screenplay for Bonnie and C- Clyde in the Late Show. And one for Best Adapted Screenplay for Nobody's Fool. Huh. Yep. And he also directed Twilight, but not that Twilight. <laughs> and he co-wrote the screenplay for Superman. Ah, interesting. Maybe he was the one who cut out the uh, Kojak bit <laughs> from the original script.
1: What's that? Are you Super- familiar with the Kojak? No, bit? I'm not familiar. Let's hear this.
0: Uh, because uh, what's what's his name? The other the other fellow, Martin. Um, uh, he wrote The Godfather and he wrote Superman.
1: Mario Puzo. Puzo
0: was a big fan of uh, Kojak. Okay. And so. Kojak is in the original screenplay for uh, Superman. And, uh, That's the one that confuses him for Lex Luthor? No, no, that would actually, because Lex Luthor's <laughs> not bald until the I, end. That's yeah. the problem. Uh, no, Superman just kind of runs into him, or, uh, you know, like, uh, he turns around, it's a reveal, and uh, takes the lollipop out of his mouth and goes, who loves you, baby? And then Superman, ah, gives him a little nod, a wink, and then flies off. And, yeah, it was going to be a little Kojak cameo ah. in Superman, so maybe he was the one who went, uh, no.
1: I'm glad he did Because you can't bring two imaginary worlds together like that It's just weird
0: Well, it would be interesting Okay, here's why that would be interesting Because if you then establish... That uh, Kojak is in this world. That means Superman is in Kojak's world. Yeah, yeah. And for every Kojak that you ever watch for the rest of time, you're like, why do you never mention Superman? (laughs) Why isn't he helping? First of all, you work in Metropolis. I didn't know that. (laughs) I thought this was New York. I made assumptions. (sighs) But this is clearly Metropolis. Okay. That's thing one. How many super scientists are attacking (laughs) the city and you're not dealing with it, Kojak? What an interesting (laughs) world you live in.
1: David M. taught me a word, which... I use to this day, which is to Kojak, which mm-hmm. is when you arrive somewhere and you find a parking space right in front of it, which is something Kojak always does in yeah. his show. Like when he comes to a murder, anywhere in New York, it doesn't matter where it is in New York, there's always ample parking for his ginormous 70s boat of a car. <laughs> but what I imagining now is that what they should add by computer is Superman flying off with someone's car, making a space for for Kojak to park in. Sure. That was his job.
0: He's a, Yeah, he used to be, I'd say, here's what I would say. That he used to be best friends with Kojak. Yeah. And would hang out with Kojak. Oh, it sounds like, yeah, then Kojak would then, Kojak then becomes like Luthor No, that's not what happens. So he's best friends with (laughs) Kojak. Then he has a falling out with Kojak, and then in the 90s becomes best friend with Seinfeld, and that's when he's doing all the commercials with Seinfeld. So he's, so Superman is like the doctor. What what commercials? Oh, he did uh, uh, commercials with, uh, with, with Seinfeld, the two of them.
1: Christopher Reeves did? No, Superman. Oh.
0: The cartoon character, Superman. Okay. And, uh, Jerry Seinfeld would be, uh, going along and doing, so I think it was for, it was for American Express. And they did okay. a series of, uh, commercials together. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But, uh, Who was is the Superman, Superman I'm going to say is like the doctor. He always needs a companion. And so, uh, it was Kojak. <laughs> and then for a while it was Jerry Seinfeld. And then Jerry okay. Seinfeld started dating the teenage girl and Superman went, ooh, I got to get out of here. And, uh, they became friends with someone else. I'm sure. Okay. Maybe Shaq. Maybe he became friends with Shaq for a while. Because Shaq really likes Superman. She was half his age. Yeah. Girl. It's not so much the half his age bit as in the 17. Just like <laughs> that's the thing. Because uh, yeah. if someone's 40 and dating an 80-year-old, I got no beef with that. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean that's... You know, it's uh, whatever. Age. But uh, yeah, it's the 17-ishness that's mm. just like... Hmm. What, if all, uh, what if they're 22? What if they're 22 and yeah. The 44? Yeah, you can do that. It's just like meh.
1: It's not, it's none
0: of my, that's none of my yeah. business.
1: You just think 17 is too young. Yes, completely. But if you were 17, you wouldn't be too young for that situation.
0: If I was 17 yeah. and I was dating someone who, who was like in their You're dating uh, a
1: woman who was, you know what, in, when 39. I was 17. He was 39 when this happened, right? When so.
0: I was, when I was 18, uh, someone who was a friend of mine who was the same age was dating someone who was 33. Okay. And all you could think was creep, 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 creep. <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree with you. You know? I agree with Just you.
0: like, well, that's. No. There's a lot of other people in the world, and it's like, this wasn't like, oh, you know what, though? This was yeah. that one in a million love connection. Yeah. It lasted repent. forever?
1: Of course not. Yeah. You know. I hope not, because that gets grosser. It starts off gross and gets grosser. Yeah, I, I honestly,
0: I don't have a pro Again... Once you, once you pass into the, uh, into the twenties, then it's all whatever, you know, it's all fine and, and fine. Yeah. And I know, like, I was still a very dumb guy in my twenties, too. But, like, in your teens, mm. you've got no, you got no point of reference. Yeah. You've got no anchor that you can, like, you know, be strong enough to be dealing with this kind of storm. Yeah. Forget that. And then, and then you add that you're a celebrity on top of that. Well, yeah, for her, that, for her, it, it must have been,
1: I mean, I guess she, I guess she became like a fashion designer. I mean, maybe. But who knows what she would have been anyway? Like, who knows? I know, but I mean, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm sure it gave, kind of gave her a leg up in terms of publicity yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, like, what a what a shit show you're letting yourself in for! Like, you, she probably didn't even wasn't even aware. Like, like at 17, well, you got like, no
0: perspective. Like, you well, yeah, got no alternative suddenly, to like, that to go. Like, I,
1: I know yeah. what's going on. I was watching Miss Americana, the the Taylor Swift documentary the other night. Okay, I know, I know everyone. But anyway, I was watching it and there's the scenes where she's like walking in front of all these people are like taking their pictures. And it's just like, it's like this insane explosion of flash, like lights flashing, like this, like, it's just crazy. Like, I can't even imagine like walking through that, like just like, like, let alone people yelling at you because they they yeah. want you to turn right, turn left, look up, look down. But then it's just like this, like, it's amazing. It's just like this strobe effect of all these flashes going off. But it's not really a strobe effect because it's not, a, it's an irregular strobe. Like it's like you have like three different strobe lights yeah. going on at slightly different, and it's just it's just I wonder crazy. If that's I ever like. a problem
0: for uh, anyone who's like a celebrity, you know, who has like uh, epilepsy or some such. Like I would to be to, yeah, to have all that so. kind of flash situation guess, going on. I wonder. That,
1: huh. I don't. I don't know that any that have suffered from it, but I imagine it could be a a problem. I mean, I mean, you're not forced to do that. Like I think if you had a condition, you could say I, I can't go on the red carpet or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, or I'll go over this way where there's not cameras you know but yeah it's uh it's
0: the problem when you
1: it's scary it would feel scary to me
0: having your picture taken that like much? to be in that
1: like and like yeah and then she's like has to stand there for you know for several minutes like posing which is awkward anyway like yeah. I, you know obviously people obviously, screaming at you yeah obviously she's used to it but then she knows how to like open her mouth a certain way and look down and and get good pictures for pe- that people are taking of her.
0: But they would like you to do something wrong so they get that great weird shot or the bad shot or you falling or mm, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be ideal for them. <laughs> Sorry, for you, that's the, a high that's the high for end. them for you to lose your mind. Yeah. yeah, or yeah. Something that would be great. Mm. and then they'd all run uh i would it's yeah i was gonna say they'd run to the telephone booths and they'd call their editor and go i've got a scoop and like <laughs> i'll get you this film immediately and then they run off and like, no it'd just be like bloop
1: send yeah that's right. up, yeah. done okay there it goes just plug their i don't know is it i guess it bloop send i mean they're not using <laughs> camera phones they're using actual like slr cameras so they still have mm-hmm. to like Transfer. I assume that's on an SD card, which they have to okay. like... Then you
0: take an SD card to whatever, but I'm sure there's yeah, yeah. something that they no, have No, I'm sure it's and...
1: fast. I'm sure it's super fast. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not disagree with you. I was just wondering how they would do it.
0: Yeah, they don't run to the drugstore and put it into the
1: <laughs> thing and like, <laughs> no. print this up. <laughs> print this, please. Here at the... Yes, no, they don't do that. Those days are over. Which is, I don't know. It's kind of fun to get a roll
0: of film. Oh, they still do it. You go to the drugstore; they still do it. Mm -hmm. People still bring in film, and and they and they process it, and they look at it and just go, "Like, what's this one picture?" Oh no,
1: it's the (laughs) the one dirty picture. Whoops! Someone took a picture of my butt. I've no, I've never done that. And they
0: throw that one out. They throw out the nudity ones. They do, yeah. That's what they would use, used to do at a drugstore. I, I I had some friends who worked doing those jobs. Okay, and yeah, and if there was ever like a shot of like nudity, yeah, you know, or like someone took a picture of themselves yeah. or you know their lover, uh, they were chuck. Yeah, you know, you, can, you get your uh, negatives back, but we're not uh, printing printing oh. that up for you. Oh, yeah.
1: really? So you'd have to go to somewhere like that would print it for you.
0: Ideally, yeah, or you go to a place that doesn't give a damn. And and just hope for the best But some people, you know, would do it as like a bit of a You know, I guess they do it as a kink or something Like I have made someone look at me naked (laughs) You know, it's the It was the old timey, uh, you know Unsolicited dick pic uh, Mm. Thing is like, aha, I made someone in the store Uh, Look at my, look at my penis Hooray, (laughs) hooray for me That's great That's great Um, Somehow I I don't All throughout history people have tried to make people Look at their junk And go, ah, and like, ah yeah, done. Yeah, you did it. Anyway, you know what? Time's uh not linear. So uh, this all happened at the, <laughs> at the same time. We're all both alive and dead simultaneously. Sure. Uh yeah. enjoy. you you live at the same time as your ghost does.
1: What? Yeah. Okay. You live vertically, not horizontally.
0: <laughs> Just like the idea that it is a vertical uh situation. Like there would be like, you know, length and not height. Height? Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Who's not been getting sleep? <laughs> you were super sleepy like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I was uh, a drawing couple, a few months the second that. Sparks book. Yeah, I am super sleepy now. Uh, doing the rewrite of the third Sparks book. Okay, and had a little bit of a oh geez, like uh, like it's supposed to. It was supposed to be. Uh, it, I I said it would be done today, but I can't finish it today, so it's going to take a couple more days. Um, but uh, I I had a little uh, the other day where I was working on something and went like, wait a minute. This isn't the right version of this. And oh. then I would look and it was like, Oh my gosh, did I save? Oh. Did I lose basically a week's worth of work? But I was able to find an older copy and merge things together. But it was a very awkward, like 45 oh. minutes of like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, uh, and that would suck. And, and the other thing is it's one of these stories where. It is linear, but and I'll I'll reveal this much: there's a time travel element to it, so it does go Spoilers. it does go all over the place a little bit sometimes. So it, it does make it hard when you're going through it, going like, "Wait, is this before? Is this afterwards? Wait, no, this was the result of oh, son of a." <laughs> and I and, and and uh, you know, we've got I've got an editor on this. I've got two editors on this, and uh, I submitted the first script, and I thought this is fine. Uh, this will be great. And uh, they were like, oh, okay, but uh the, the beginning needs to lead a little bit more into this thing, and there's a little more setup. And I was and at the time, I was like, ah, nuts! I think it's no, ah, oh, fine. Now working on it. Now I'm like, oh well, yeah, they were completely right, <laughs> completely right. And but in but in doing so, then going through it, yeah. there was all these things again because you've got a time travel story. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, there were things that I'd missed. Mm. That I was just like, oh, oh, I'd missed that. Oh, that makes no sense. Oh, oh no, I yeah. totally forgot about that character. And I've been able to like add it and and what have you. So you're but,
1: discovering why time travel wouldn't really work.
0: Oh, time travel sounds like a great idea for a story, but oh lordy. <laughs> but my wife is working on a time travel story as well, and, okay. and uh, yeah, she's going through the same uh, agony of it. Like, ugh, time travel just so it sounds it sounds like a fun thing to do because there's so much freedom and you can do so many things with it. Yeah. But because it is such a cause and effect situation and also, yeah. and also because you don't want to do a, a cheat of time travel should really solve all your problems. Like you should have no problems if you can time travel Yeah. because anything you do wrong, just go back, correct it. You will have, it's like the ultimate cheat codes. So you can't do that because then emotionally your story will be like meaningless because it's just like, eh, who cares? Nothing, you fix everything. Oh, no, you die. That person died. Well, go back and make them not die. Oh, well, then everything's fine. And it's like, ugh, who cares about this story? So it's, a, it's got an emotional level. It's tough. And then on a technical level, it's really tricky as well. And, and you go like, ugh, no wonder it's hard to write a Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> The problem every time I see a Doctor Who is I go like you've got a time machine. Mm. Did everyone forget that we have a time machine? And whenever you see like a character get shot and die, like oh no. Well, shouldn't you be able to fix this? Because you know, time machine. Like here's what I would say. Like you see a guy, a a character gets shot with a laser rifle. Yeah, and like pew. Like okay, (laughs) I understand that we can't like just come and like grab the gun away Mm because that would affect the timeline. Yeah. But here's what you could do. Go back in time. Yeah. Earlier that day. Yeah. Change the guns so that it's a stun gun, not a killing gun. And then when you shoot them, they'll fall to the ground. It'll still look like everything happened that happened, but that person will be alive.
1: (laughs) You could do that. What would be good is if you did that and then they got shot and then they fall down the stairs and break their neck. (laughs) Like, and so, phooey. yeah, okay, I gotta go back. that would be fun.
0: I would be all for that. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be pretty funny. But there's no reason at the end of every Doctor Who adventure yeah. that you couldn't just go. Now let's go back mm. and fix some things so the people who die or other things, yeah. you know, well, we think, we can't cross our path, but we can do this.
1: I think that's why in the original Doctor Who, not the Russell T Davies reboot, yeah, the the TARDIS was unreliable. So yes, you, so you couldn't predict what would happen with it so you couldn't correct things that way i mean they do kind of make a point of that in the in the the later ones which is the idea that these are fixed points in times that we can't change
0: except sometimes you can except sometimes you can
1: so that's a problem with that rule right is that you know what does that mean so yeah yeah. you've
0: got a time traveling box that's invulnerable to everything that cannot be shot that cannot Well, that seems to be, I can solve most of the problems we've got here right now. So this box can't be destroyed in any way. Yes. Oh, great. So what's happening? The Daleks are invading. Oh, that's interesting. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my box and crush them all. I'm just going to (laughs) like drop the fuck down on all top of these guys and smash them. Yeah. Right? They can't shoot it. Smash them. Smash them all. Knock them all around. You can do that. Why can't I do that? Yeah. Do it. Then they were fine, yeah. Problem solved, done. Is it invulnerable? Yeah, pretty much. I didn't know that. They, they yeah, they say like uh, they had like all the hordes of Genghis Khan tried to get in and they couldn't. You know, so admittedly, maybe the Daleks have a laser beam that can destroy the the, the yeah. TARDIS, but you'd think they'd have shown that in the Infinite Dalek stories versus the TARDIS, like they would have shot the TARDIS yeah. and blown it
1: up. The, they can't. The problem that the the hordes of Genghis Khan they'd never seen a door before.
0: Oh, yeah, that's they didn't the know problem.
1: how to get in they just kind of yeah they were all around. pulling when it was a push that's right they're milling around they weren't sure what to do they just went home again and um, then they
0: go like it says police box well I don't, want trouble. <laughs> I don't want
1: trouble listen guys i don't want trouble from the police i watched a i watched a fun show on netflix it's a norwegian show called ragnarok oh okay and it um what is that about well, it's a, it's sort of, I was joking with, uh, with my, with, with Eve and I said, this is this sort of like Riverdale for, for, uh, Norwegian kids? Mm. Maybe it's more like Sabrina for Norwegian kids. It's about a, it's is about it more a,
0: like Katie Keene for, for, because like, that is a show now. Is it? Yeah.
1: It's, it's about a, a family that has to move back to the mom's hometown, which is a small, small town in, in Norway. And when they are, when they arrive in the town, they're driving down the street, and there's an old man kind of stuck in the road in, in an electric scooter. He can't. Okay. And so this one boy, he's very helpful. So he gets out of the car to go help this man. And he gets off the road. And then this woman's there, and she, she touches his forehead, and his eyes change. So you know that something's happened. Mm. And basically what happens is he, he becomes, he's becoming Thor, or Thor, as he's called. Okay. Initially.
0: Does uh, with the electric scooter? Is it out of electricity, and he touches it, and it gets powered?
1: No, no, no. He's not Thor yet. He's just like a regular kid. He just shows the man, like. Oh, that I understand, but I, I thought, right thought that
0: might be a way—a hint—that
1: oh. this guy's Thor is
0: like because he, he's a guy with like lightning powers. He oh. touches the electric scooter. Yeah. Electric scooter now works. Yeah. No, no. Okay.
1: No, he gets the powers when the lady touches him. All right. Or they are awakened by her touch, and so yeah, then he's like, so in this town there are there's him. And then there's these giants they're called. But they're yeah. not really giants. They're like just look like normal people. But bigger but, but tall? But, but they're immortals.
0: Okay, but are the giants bigger than normal people? Like no what? just like big not. guys?
1: They're just I guess they're disguised as humans. Okay. So they can live amongst us. But they're they just they're they're destroyers, so they're just destroying the world. How so? They have a big giant factory that's pumping garbage into the oh, okay. into the water and and affecting the the, the so
0: the giants are like big chemical
1: is that they're the? like yeah they're big okay. big industry
0: big industry all yeah, right no yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah that works and
1: so yeah so thor has to or this boy has to like fight them like he has to you know
0: does he have a hammer he and does a hammer in the morning
1: does not have a hammer uh, Although there is a scene he, where he throws he thor, a hammer then have, uh, he's thor
0: What's Thor he's like not the, about it? He's
1: him? not the cartoon character. He's not the comic book character Thor.
0: Yeah. Well, Thor, he's... the mythological character, has a hammer as well. Yeah. And Thor's hammer in uh, the myth. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah. Uh, you know how uh, he gets it uh, bigger, right? No. He rubs it.
1: Oh. So you Interesting. So get,
0: you get what that's about. Sure. It's a he lamp. Had, it's a lamp. It's not a lamp. Wait. He's yeah. just got a hammer and okay. like, he needs to make it bigger to do uh-huh. stuff. All right. He just rubs it for a while. So if he had a hammer... He'd rub it
1: in the morning. In the morning.
0: <laughs> now, as a teenage boy, <laughs> yes, does uh, 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 he spend any time rubbing his hammer?
1: He just, Well, not it's not showing anyway. Okay. There is a scene where he throws a, a hammer. Oh, does he? Yeah.
0: And what happens?
1: Uh, should I spoil it? I don't know. Should he's, you? He's angry. Okay. He's angry about something that happened, and he throws the hammer. He doesn't know that he's Thor, though, right? Like he's just he's just changing. Like he suddenly does he doesn't have to wear glasses anymore, but he doesn't know why his smell like a sense of smell gets better. Mm-hmm. Like he's just becoming like the sort of, and then he's like mad at what's going to happen. happened to a friend of his tra- tragic thing. And he throws the hammer and he throws it 1500 meters. And, but he doesn't, you know, he just throws it and he doesn't, he's just like, Whoa, what, what? And then all this lightning starts coming down through right. the hammer. Okay, and he's like, well, what's going on? Like, I doesn't understand what happened. Like, and then it turns out that it actually it went through someone's car window. But he didn't mean it for that to happen. He just like threw it, like he just was like throwing it, like he thought he was just going to throw it down the street, okay. you know, twenty yards or whatever. Now the person's car window it went
0: through. Is the car running at the time?
1: It was actually the person, the bad guy. Okay, so it kind of connects them in a way, and it's it's fun. It was fun. It was a fun show, and it. You know what's it's, interesting about that? That makes me
0: think. Like, if you had the uh, movie and/or comic book Thor, yeah, Thor could throw a ham his hammer, yeah, through the windshield of a car, yeah. Then because the hammer comes back to him, it would pull the car back to him. The yeah. car would just get pulled back sure. to him. That'd be kind of a cool little thing for him to do.
1: If it, yeah, yeah, or it it just go through the car.
0: Yeah, that's also true. That would yeah. probably happen. Okay, yeah. fair enough.
1: So the irritating thing about this show is an irritating thing about Netflix or any of these the streaming channels, which is the lazy subtitles. Which are also known as descriptive video service. I think that's what it's called, right? Yep. Where they just where you have to you're reading what's happening. Everything that happens, you read it. So it's not just the language that's translated. It's telling you when people are laughing, when wind is rustling in the trees, when music is playing, when keys jingle, <laughs> whatever happens, when the rain is pattering. As it said at one point, it's like this huge downpour. And it goes sound of the rain, sound of rain pattering. I was <laughs> like, what? Who is? Who is making these value judgments of what is pattering rain? <laughs> Somebody who lives in a rainforest somewhere. Like this is like this huge downpour. Sound of rain pattering. Anyway, so and then oh, the other good one was that they describe the music and be like, "Sound of country music." And it's like a rock song <laughs> playing. You're like okay, country music, sure. Yeah, this. Just...
0: I'm trying to remember. There was another show that was on fairly recently that was uh, a Family of Gods. They were like the, the Norse gods. Okay. And I'm trying to remember what that show was, but like, yeah, they were all kind of like discovering their powers as well and hmm. dealing with things. I think dealing with family stuff while at the same time, like your gods and, yeah, this, yeah. and all this other god stuff's going on. Hmm. Yeah. Can't remember what it was, but it was, uh, it was on the space channel here in Canada.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: But would you recommend
1: Ragnarok? Yeah. If you, is it is it a series or is it a movie it's a series okay it's six six or seven shows i can't remember exactly how many shows it was yeah it's entertaining i mean it's a teen show so it's like a lot of teen problems and things but it's fun it's has some self-knowledge and it's aware of what it is and yeah i I enjoyed it though i thought it was good um you know it's much more focused than like a show like riverdale or sabrina is you know those shows to me like this end up going everywhere but following a, a plot like, you know, you know so it's just kind of like, isn't there a plot to this show? Like, yeah, there's something, a, Isn't something supposed to be happening? But yeah, Katie Keene just started up this week. Okay. Uh,
0: and uh there Riverdale, there's Riverdale. Nancy Sub- Drew is happening. There's Sabrina. Well, they're not par- I'm just talking about the okay. Archie world oh, okay. now. So you got you got your Riverdale... I didn't know Katie Keene was part of Archie. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, and then, um, yeah, they've mentioned her on uh, on Riverdale, I think, as well. I see. And uh, now I'm going to sneeze.
1: <laughs> Harvey. There we go. Bless, um, bless you,
0: sir. So it feels like the only thing that's missing now yeah. in the Archie verse uh, is uh, Jinx. Jinx. Yeah, we need a little Jinx uh, yeah? series. Okay. Whether or not you want to, I, I assume you would have to age her up, which they did do in the comics for a while there, sure. and make her just like Jinx okay. and uh, go. But I think that's the only thing that's uh, remaining. No, nope, one uh, more thing. Oh, hit me with it.
1: Uh, is it Captain Chewheart or Captain?
0: Well, that is, uh, I, I think they've actually done that. Oh, have they? Okay. I, I think, I think what they've, oh, again, you tell me, listeners. Uh, but I believe, uh, at some point uh, for a Halloween costume,
1: some, someone wore oh, something that okay. was
0: uh, similar like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. That's how they got that one. That's good. That's clever. Yeah. No, I enjoyed it. It was fun. And it's, I, it was, um, and then Eve was, is a, was a fan of another. Show from Norway, I guess called Scams? Scans? Something like that. She said it to me, and like, but I couldn't, it was one of the things where you're like, did you say M or N? M or N? But then I, I didn't bother asking. I was like, oh yeah. Cause she was just saying that some of the kids in this show were also in, in that show. She's like, oh, he's in, he's in that show and she's in that show and she's <laughs> like, oh, okay,
0: cool. Do, uh, do your daughters like Riverdale or any of those, uh, programs?
1: They were watching them, but they have a, they have taste. So they know when to jump off. Oh, I'm sorry. They know to when to get off the train. Cause you can see the train is, you know, like, like Mary, when she was younger, was very into Supernatural. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then it got bad and she was like, this show's no good. I, didn't, 15, I don't need to watch it anymore. F- was it 15 years? Yeah, that's, I mean. that's amazing. It is a long time, yeah. Yeah, is it done now? I think they're ending this season. This oh, the season. Oh, yeah, I know season. they're
0: ending the season, but I wasn't sure it was like
1: done, done Oh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, sure, it's film, like once filming. Once you get to everything. the point
0: where you're teaming up with Scooby Doo, we're, we're good now. Now we've, ra- we've, we've done it all. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. We're actually, we we're a cartoon and now we're with Scooby Doo. <laughs> we're, we're good. We're good. I didn't know that happened. I you have not okay all right well we we need to watch
1: the Scooby Doo episode at some point. I have not. Yeah, I just stopped watching after a while. I mean, there was still I'm sure there were still some good episodes in every season. Scooby Doo one is actually not bad. You know, like that the the, uh, the school play, the school musical that they do a version of yes of supernatural. That, yeah. That's a very good episode. The rest, you know, the other part of the season isn't great. You know, there's a lot of but you know, there's, every once in a while there's a good a good show. I just felt like. They just started over relying on fan fan service. You know, it was just too much? Castiel, who is fine as like a a character who shows up every once in a while, but not as a regular on the show. I just felt like, to me, I felt like the show lost the focus of the two char- two main characters, and it became something else, and I didn't I didn't enjoy it as much.
0: I was I was thinking for a second here that oh, they didn't do Josie and the Pussycats yet, but yet they did. They're part of Riverdale, so that's that's all covered in the Riverdale universe. So yes, yes yeah, that's all that's all done and done. I was just looking uh, at. Uh, Uh, Knockoffs of uh, of uh, Archie, okay, and uh, of the time like of of yeah, like uh, Bingo that Wilkin boy, which was uh, are you familiar with Bingo that Wilkin boy? It was basically exactly the same as Archie. Okay, Uh, there was that kind of stuff or uh, Patsy Walker, uh, who was uh, a very Archie uh, character who then later on uh, went on in they they were uh, owned by uh, Timely the Patsy Walker uh, book and she later became Hellcat.
1: I see. So it's she in the uh, Jessica, Jones. Jessica Jones show, yeah. Yeah, that's and right.
0: in the Jessica Jones show, her mom used to write a comic book about her, okay. and so people knew her from that, and then they did a TV show that was like kind of a Disney type show uh, about her, and you know, that's Patsy or something like that, and so she was famous famous for that and was trying to break away from that. I
1: see, I see. Yeah. There's so, also the one written by uh, John, John Stanley, instead of Richard Stanley, John Stanley, the Guy, not that he didn't create it but he was certainly the the engine of Little Lulu the comic book Little Lulu yeah. he did one I think it's called like 13 going on 18 or some kind of name like that okay which is a very very good uh, comic book series oh alright very good um, what's most interesting about it is that it's a serial so the story progresses it doesn't just keep repeating the same things over and over again like say Archie does where you never have a characters advance right like like you can have imaginary stories where characters advance like like they'll get married or whatever. Right, which but they this,
0: do with Archie. They have Archie series where that's what I'm Archie saying. marries for but they and have in the, yeah.
1: Archie they have imagined things, but you always go back to point to point A. Like you always go back to the, the first step of, of this the, the story. Like that's whereas in Thirteen Going on eighteen they that progresses so the characters things are changing as the stories go. Unfortunately it wasn't popular enough to continue uh,
0: but drawn and quarterly just put out a collection of that. Well, quite a while ago, I yeah. think. But yeah I have or, it Or did yeah.
1: Yeah I picked it up I think at Fan why well, I picked it up there.
0: Oh, nice. Uh, another knockoff of a Archie... price. Another knockoff of Archie was Leave It to Binky. Ah. Yeah.
1: That also sounds like a ripoff of Leave It to Beaver.
0: It, it certainly does. And then it spun off into Binky's Buddies.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Who's your favorite Archie character?
1: Favorite Archie character, I guess, would have to be Jughead.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give you a Jughead as well. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's like... There's nothing
0: really to Archie himself.
1: Well, yeah, it's hard for you to, it's hard, well, it was hard for me growing up to, you know, empathize with this character. Like, I didn't have girls who were interested in me. I didn't experience those things. I might have, I wanted that, but it didn't happen. So, Jughead seemed more attainable as a role model. All he had to do was don't like girls, easy. Right. And eat, also easy.
0: Yeah, it went from him hating girls. Yeah. It was like he was a because it was the old He Man Woman Haters Club. Yeah. And that was the thing. Sure. It was fun back then. It's like, it's okay, he just hates women. Yeah. Oh well, that's a good characteristic. Yeah. Uh, you know, a big big grump. <laughs> uh then later on uh, they said like uh he uh he likes women. Okay. But yeah. in his own cool way. Oh. Because I think they were scared, thinking, "Oh, Jughead might be gay."
1: Oh, is that what they're trying yeah. to do?
0: Okay. And so it was like, "We're not going to, we're going to do that." And then yeah, they yeah. actually brought a, a gay character in with Kevin Keller, and it was like, "There you go, we're fine. There's one gay character. Everything's fine now. Done. <laughs> we're good. We're good, right?" So,
1: yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think that for Jughead, I mean, uh, he's just immature. He's just an immature person. Like he's just, you know, he likes to eat. He, he, he's, just life and is he's just lazy, and he's lazy. His life is just kind of stuck in it. And it's just he's child, basically in, in, he
0: then became kind of a beatnik as well mm-hmm. yeah 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 he was like a maynard g krebs even though i've never seen that show at all the uh, many loves of dobie gillis
1: i think i saw it once well here's the thing about bob the... bob, bob denver is
0: uh maynard g, maynard g. krebs here's yeah. the thing about the many loves of dobie gillis um uh, someone's pointing this out the other day uh, is uh, that was what uh, scooby-doo just lifted completely like all the characters in the Many Loves of Dobie Gillis yeah. are the Scooby Doo characters. Oh, really? Maynard G. Krebs is Shaggy. Dobie Gillis is completely Fred. Huh. Uh, Daphne is there. There's a Daphne character. There's a little bit of the egghead girl is there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is, they just completely like, yoink, there it is. <laughs> Which was the Hanna-Barbera style at the time. Yeah. You know, it's just like, uh, Flintstones is, uh, is the Honeymooners. You know, uh, Top Topcat is Bilko. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no, that just, was very common. You're right. Yeah, just like yoink. But I thought like Scooby-Doo. Oh, Scooby-Doo was an original thing. Nope. Just yoink and <laughs> add a dog and they
1: solve mysteries. And here we go. <laughs> I guess if you change it a little bit, I don't know. Yeah,
0: I mean, I say that in that you know I've done that too when I'm when I'm writing something about and and I'm. I want to short shortcut something. Is I'll go like, what are the archetypes? Yeah, yeah. And I'll, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a sitcom where I took the Archie archetypes and put them in a different era and changed it up enough that I don't think anyone would notice it. Sure, if it's you... called Riverdale.
1: Ooh, that's a good point. And of course, we all know Sparks' Crime and Punishment. Yes, it's total analogs for each. Yeah, kind of uh,
0: August is crime and uh, <laughs> Charlie is punishment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go oh my gosh i'm now thinking thinking of an absolutely terrible uh uh detective show where it's like one guy is named crime the other guy's name is punishment and they're both detectives and one's the one's the don't even one is the bad cop punishment is the bad cop no no not even these are the nicknames can't even happen once by the book shouldn't exist
1: (laughs) please don't please don't even pretend it yeah um okay just thinking of crime shows that makes me think of Brooklyn 999 or 9 99? Is it 999 or yes. just 99?
0: Uh 99. Nine. Stop saying that. Yes.
1: Brooklyn 999. And but I didn't realize I've watched it. I did not realize it was a one camera show. Yeah. I guess that was for budget, but it also works well in the context of the show.
0: Yeah, cuz they can do the action stuff well and uh yeah. it just helps with the quick cuts with the, with the comedy style. Yeah. It's very it's uh it's also you know, uh, Adam Sandberg. And Adam Sandberg? Is that his name? Andy Sandberg? Andy Sandberg. Uh, yeah, it comes from like the Lonely Island and doing these videos for Saturday Night Live, which were yeah. very quick cut videos. Sure. So it's got, uh, when they need it, that kind of pacing as well. Mm. You know, a, a quick shot of the face, then over this, then established and over here, then over here. Yeah, it's very much of the time, the, the show.
1: Yeah, it certainly works well for the reveal episodes where they're like, they're trying to punk someone and then, you know, they do the thing where they like, well, this happened and that happened, and that, you know, they just go through those. Yeah, that works.
0: You, uh, you, you mentioning crime shows just reminded me. Sorry, this is what you get when you listen to our show. It's <laughs> kind of like crazy <laughs> tangents. Also, it's like my brain is fried from writing yes. time travel stuff. So, <laughs> yes, you, you know, apologies, apologies. But it just reminded me of uh, of of the early nineties,
1: Dave. Oh, yes, I remember those days somewhat.
0: All right, let's just remember them together. <sighs>
1: Okay, so cancer. What else happened? Sorry, sorry about the cancer. Um, Also had a also had a baby daughter, ninety four. So that's yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, let's remember that instead. That was fantastic. You can
0: remember the other thing too if you want, but uh, yeah, I'm all for. (laughs) Uh, and then, yeah, because the, the daughter that you're talking about, yeah. here's a bit of trivia for you. Sure. you. And I don't know if you know this, but that's the daughter that you yeah. do a podcast with now. That's right. It's true. Did you know that? I didn't that's even. That's the same thing. I yeah. know you wouldn't because you think like, well, that was a baby yeah, yeah, back right. then, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, well, a baby can't host a podcast. No. But wait, 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 no, no. That, that's the same person sure. that you host Sneaky Dragon Listening Party with. That's true. Isn't that's that true. weird?
1: I know it is weird to me.
0: Like when she was first born, and I remember like uh, seeing her, I think like maybe like the two days after she was born. Yeah, she, yeah. she grabbed my finger and it was a really strong grip. And I thought like, <laughs> podcast!
1: I'm glad you saw that. That's coming. right. You, <laughs> you and your
0: father are going to talk about uh, somewhat obscure music together. And, uh, and uh, that's what she's going to do. She's got a firm grip on my finger and I can tell that she's <laughs> good for grabbing records and putting them on
1: yeah, a turntable. That's true. It's funny, isn't it? Those things I do sort of you, you do sort of miss those days, but the current days are so enjoyable too that you just you can never you never you never regret the change.
0: And as you know about time, it's vertical. Is that what you were saying? Horizontal, vertical. vertical yeah, okay, it's vertical. So it's it's all happening <laughs> at the same time. anyway. sure does. Um, it's a vertical strip. So with the crime thing, mm-hmm. it just reminded me of uh, crime time after prime time. Do you remember crime time? I after- do not remember this at all. Okay.
1: You uh, did it. Did it was
0: Vegas part of this? Was Vegas? No, Vegas was not Okay uh, It was uh, Basically there was a There was a series of late night shows Okay They were trying to compete with uh, Your David Letterman's And oh. whatnot And they were like Well what can we do as yeah. CBS Yeah to, Because they didn't have Letterman then Because it was uh, on NBC Yeah I was like You know what people love? Crime Sure So we're going to have crime time
1: if They don't like Pat Sajak They're going to like
0: crime that, Exactly You're going to After That was it uh, But <laughs> uh yeah earlier they tried to do it yeah and it was uh it was canceled to make room for the pat sajak show but didn't work and then they did this okay so here's what it was uh every night they would have uh, a show uh that was a crime show so like uh uh monday yeah monday night so this would go into tuesday evening so every one of these is like it would leak over to midnight yeah yeah Uh, you would have uh sweating bullets
1: Sounds sounds uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, Sweating Bullets. So it was like Tropical Crimes. Oh, I see. And later it was called Tropical Heat. That's a better name. And then also it was also called, uh, occasionally, Urban Angel. Not good. Okay. Uh,
1: tropical Heat is good. Sweating Bullets is bad. Uh, then on
0: Tuesdays, yeah. they'd have Forever Night. He's a vampire. Uh, He's a cop. Okay. He has flashbacks. Hmm? He's trying not to eat people's blood thanks but thanks by so. god and they, they shot that one in uh, toronto and that ran for a very very long time uh they also on um, wednesday they had scene of the crime okay which you know sounds kind of boring <laughs> so it got replaced oh by dangerous curves oh now i don't know the what ladies. that is i don't know what that is That's but i'm gonna assume it's uh, i'm gonna assume it's some ladies let me just see what it is uh okay here we go okay yeah the series follows uh gina uh, mckay and holly williams two former police officers who work for the personal touch security service in dallas uh texas and yeah uh, they uh, foil terrorism in sexy ways okay that's good so it's <laughs> sexy terrorist fighting
1: these shows some these shows all sound really uh by the numbers do they yeah
0: okay well how about fly by night Okay. That Is he night. a
1: fly who uh, solves crimes?
0: No, I think oh. it was a... Uh, oh, yeah.
1: The other it's, one was a vampire. It's
0: two pilots that solve crimes. Oh. For a small-time airline called Slick Air, oh. owned by Sally Slick Monroe, who's uh, Shannon Tweed. And, yeah, they solve uh, air crimes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> air and, crimes. And it was replaced yeah. by Silk Stockings. Oh, very, very... That's called Air Loss. That's a very, very sexy show. Silk they would stockings. solve... Uh, two detectives solve sexual-based uh, crimes of passions, oh. which are also called silk stockings.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there you go. So it's sexy crimes. You know, you're thinking, is this Law and Order SVU? Oh, no, 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 no. Those are disturbing crimes. <laughs> that's right. We're talking yeah.
2: sexy, sexy crime. crimes. Yeah,
0: I get you. Okay. Sexy crimes. <laughs> All right.
1: Now... Here's... What exactly is a sexy crime? Oh. A crime involving sex. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Now, look, Dave.
0: I don't want to toot my own horn here. Please. But that would be a sexy crime. No. Um, <laughs> also be a physical feat. I did a, uh, yeah. I did an episode of 21 Jump Street okay. where I played, and it's a bit of a stretch, a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and in this episode, I thought the big, okay. There oh. was a high school girl who yeah. was working as a uh, prostitute. Sure. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's a sad thing. You don't know that, but they weren't playing it really that way too much. Yeah. So anyway, it's a it's a, she's working as a prostitute. But here's how their scam was working. Yeah. So she'd go and have sex with a person. Sure. And then her friends would come in and steal the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> While he was like having all sex right. in the other room, sure. they'd come in and they'd steal a stereo. Yeah. And it was all stereos. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, this really seems a real roundabout way to steal stereos.
1: And they, they steal the stereos. Yeah, okay, just go when someone's not home? Right. So
0: uh, so I, I helped uh, Aoki in a sting operation. Okay. Uh, let him use my. Uh, my Your pad. My, my, my parents' house. Okay. And uh, yeah, it helped everything. So. Uh, I just think because. That would be a sexy crime, I think. like, But st-
1: no, 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 because here's the thing. Like, okay. What are sexy crimes? Like, what are sex crimes?
0: No, 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 no. They're they, all they, gross. No, 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 no. They're all gross. No, no, you're wrong. No, 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 no. You're I'm wrong too. It's not a sex crime. Oh, that's Law and Order SVU. Yeah, yeah. That's disturbing. Yeah, yeah. That's not what we're talking about. Oh, we're talking about a sexy crime. <laughs> don't see
1: the difference. Okay, because hey. in the one you're talking about, yeah, it's a girl who's prostituting herself out so her friends can steal stereos. Right. That's gross.
0: Yeah, that's pretty gross. Okay, all right. That's not a good example. <laughs>
1: I don't think there are any good examples, unless mm-hmm. adultery.
0: Oh, adultery is that sexy crime? And then when when the person is committing adultery, yeah. someone steals their wallet.
1: <laughs> someone steals their stereo. <laughs> yeah,
0: they steal the stereo. <laughs> it's a sexy crime, I guess. It doesn't. I don't know. I just find like yeah. It don't confuse this with a sex crime. Sex crime is a very different thing. I know. It's want, a no one thing. wants to see that. But a sex- that sounds like, and that's why Law SVU only ran one season. Yeah. Um. It didn't. It runs forever. It's ridiculous. Uh, But yeah, sexy crime.
1: If you watch that show, it's a reverse picture of Dorian Gray.
0: That sounds like a sex position.
1: (laughs) It is a sex position. That's what I was trying to say. That's
0: one where you're both facing... Photographs of yourself <laughs> that's right. They're on the wall, that's and right. those photographs on you. Uh, but the photographs on the wall of yourself. Yeah, are you looking terrible? <laughs> well, <laughs> you were looking no, no. absolutely awful. So every time that you look back at yourself for real, yeah, yeah. you go, "I look good compared to where I looked then." Yeah, look at that. I'm blinking. I got a little drool. <laughs> I look terrible. And then uh, you look at My each other. My like, running. Yeah, mm-hmm. we look great. Well, sweaty from sun. Yeah, that's called and... the reverse Dorian yeah, Gray uh, yeah. position.
1: Okay, go on. So go on the your... final one, yes, this is and Friday night. This is Friday night, everyone. This is the, the this is your night. You don't you're not working in the morning. You can stay up late and watch this show. Right. What is this show?
0: This show is called Dark Justice.
1: Dark Justice.
0: Right. And you might okay. yeah. Now you're worried like it's a person of color. <laughs> that's what you I'm think. It's not, that's not okay. what it is. <laughs> okay, good. No. Uh, this <laughs> is the story of a judge.
1: Because there's no person of color in any of these shows, by the way.
0: Oh, sure. There's a best friend. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. There's a best friend okay. that has some commentary. Fair enough. And probably one of the sexy ladies probably is as well. Maybe it's the early '90s. It. That sounds about right. I know. Look, well, because we're going from Miami Vice, right? So you want to oh, rip off Crockett and Tubbs? Yeah, okay, so.
1: Guess
0: so right. that's what you're going to do. Sure. So Dark Justice. Dark Justice. So you got it's a story about a judge. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with there. So if I say it's a story about a judge, yeah. what what happens in this? Uh,
1: what happens? <sighs> Something happens to the judge's family, and he he becomes a a, a, a vigilante.
0: Okay. Well, I don't know if anything happens to his family, mm. but you're right about the vigilante part. Okay. So by day, he's a judge, but by, then occasionally, the night, but occasionally, yeah, someone, uh, who uh, broke the law gets away with it. Yeah. And that's when he gets on his motorcycle at night and steals and stereos a, and steals a, <laughs> as a these people are having sex and steals their <laughs> stereos. And no, he gets on his motorcycle and uh, does vigilante justice. Okay. Yeah, because he, he hates the people oh. who get off on technicalities. Oh man. Getting off on a technicality, that's a sexy crime. Oh. Like, this, oh boy, I love technicalities, I'm gonna get off on this.
1: This sounds like such a career killer, all these shows. Like this like this is the one thing you ever did. Mm. Rest of your life dinner theater.
0: Yeah. I mean it's better than Well, this. that's assuming that you had a career it's, before It's this.
1: more than I did. But Oh,
0: but the music was by Mark Snow. Mark Snow, oh, okay, yeah, from the X Files, very nice. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, uh, and and uh, there was also a Playboy TV series called Playboy's Dark Justice. Which don't confuse these. Don't t- confuse them all. Those were sexy
1: crimes. <laughs> those, just, those were sexy crimes. <laughs> That's where a judge something happened to her family. And she became... Oh
0: my gosh, you were absolutely right about the plot. Sorry. Nicholas Marshall, a former police officer and district attorney, is a judge who loses his faith in the legal system after his wife and daughter are murdered in a car bombing Uh. intended for him. You're absolutely right. After the killer walks out, due to a technicality... (laughs) Diplomatic immunity. Marshall becomes a vigilante by night, dedicated to bringing in what he calls uh, dark justice Uh. to criminals who evade penalties due to technicalities. Marshall had already had his faith in the legal system shaken even before his wife and daughter were blown up. <laughs> because, oh, I'll tell you what he went yeah, through. Yeah, I want to know. Oh, before, this is what sets you on a path to dark justice, sure. brother. As a youth growing up in an unnamed ghetto, mm-hmm, <laughs> in an unspecified city, mm-hmm, his father oh, yeah, was please. murdered by a hoodlum with oh. local connections. Got away with it, those He hoodlums.
1: lived in a ghetto and his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, in an unspecified city.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we know where it was. Those are the worst. <laughs> the worst. As a police officer,
0: technicalities often yeah. voided his arrests. You know what? Do your paperwork. Maybe it's that's right. that, maybe, your eyes. Maybe that's on you. Maybe you should give them, read them their rights. Also, maybe look at your mail and see what city you live in. Yeah. How about that? Maybe that's a good thing. When too. they ask
1: for a lawyer, let them have
0: one. As a prosecutor, having obtained his law degree through night school studies, dark night school, uh, crooked defenders so would sometimes we see a judge at night court. Uh, no, no. I thought that's how you, that's what you. No, he doesn't have time for that. He's vigilanteing at night.
1: Oh, that's right. I just thought if you go to night school, you become a judge for a night court. No, 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 no. He does it's night vigilanteing. Yeah, anyway, crooked defenders would that. sometimes
0: undermine his prosecutions. <laughs> and after his election to a judges- judgeship, yep. the, the letter of the law often bound his hands. Damn you, law. <laughs> that's not what <laughs> being a judge is about. That's right. Uh, enforcing the law. We're paying you... for justice. Why not demand it?
1: As the bumper stickers say around Aldergrove. So here's what he did.
0: Yep. He uses a team of specialists, uh, whom the local press refers to as the Night Watchmen. Oh. The team, a civilian counterpart to the mission teams uh, of the government Impossible Missions Force, consists of people who are often prosecuted for low-level offenses and who help him with some tasks. So they're bad guys, but they're better now, and they're helping him out. Reformed bad. Reformed one. The members of the Watchmen are. Arnold Moon Willis, who had once been a con man. Yes. There was Jericho Gibbs Gibson. Not a lot of imagination (laughs) in that. A special effects expert. Oh, yes. Wow. And a female companion Uh that changed several times during the three seasons. Of course. Yeah. And I think we know why. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Bye. (laughs) Kelly Cochran. Oh, ugh. Uh anyways uh because uh, uh, the her backstory and some things. Anyway. Oh yeah. Uh anyway, some stuff and she killed one of her attackers in the past and she got added to the team and then she got replaced a lot, and that doesn't sound good. That's not fun. <laughs> anyway, so Marshall would typically uh target criminals who he'd encountered in the courtroom, uh, but who he was forced to release for technical reasons. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity, and his saying was, "This is his catch okay, catchphrase." Catchphrase. ready? Here we yeah, go. American first phrase. of all, uh, better be First of all, let me just say this beforehand. Yeah. You got a picture when he's doing this. He would put on a wig,
1: <laughs> a or so wig? That
0: he so he has long hair. Yeah, he wears a leather jacket. Yeah, and he rides a motorcycle with a gavel, and there would always be a big sting operation. Okay. with the special effects guy, <laughs> the con man. <laughs> sure, sure. All right, and undercover work. They're making uh, a big sting of it. That's right. Uh, and then he would elicit a confession somehow, uh-huh. uh, or trip them up in some way. Yeah. And then he would say, "Justice may be blind, but it can see in the dark." That's crickets. Dark justice. <laughs> dark justice. That's better. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Yeah. So anyway, that was crime time after prime time. Uh, forever Night went on forever. Actually, that show I remember that one went. Right? It was originally there was a pilot that was done with uh, Rick Springfield was uh, was was up for the role. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, I'm trying to. I, I, I again, I'm getting confused because of Knight Rider. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a Canadian show that ran forever, and everyone in the world uh, was in it. That was a Canadian actor. It was kind of a Lilith Tobo of its time. Uh, a fellow I did a play with Ben Bass uh, was brought in to be kind of the sexy new young vampire uh, in the later seasons. Okay, and it uh, was very very popular on the show. Oh, ah, yeah.
1: Cool. Okay. Well, before we go. What? Where are we going? Before we leave, are we leaving now? Oh, well, we're not leaving now, but I mean, before we go- move on to our questions of the week and such things. Okay, because you know we're, we're we're all right. Go ahead. I wanted to. Um,
0: I Am wanted... I getting fired? <laughs> this feels this feels like I'm getting fired.
1: Well, don't think of it as getting fired. Think okay. of it as a lateral move. <laughs> Wait, wait, how does time work again? Is time vertical? Time's vertical, but you're moving laterally. <laughs> wait a minute. You're not, I'm just getting
0: God, out of existence. Time. <laughs> time may be blind, but vertical is latical. <laughs> what? It's happening? Go ahead.
1: So I found this <laughs> I found this interesting uh, list the other day, and I thought I thought well, it would be kind of fun to talk about.
0: We don't do lists on this show.
1: We don't do lists? Oh dear. Well, Never. It's always a good time. But always a good time to start. All
0: right, hit me. What do we? What are we so these
1: are. I was interested in this list because these are these are words. They're foreign words. They're words from other languages.
0: Oh, I don't care for those <laughs> that
1: that we don't have an equivalent, learn English rest of world that we don't have an equivalent of in our language.
0: Oh, so they're disqu- so
1: Schadenfreude. They, Schadenfreude would be a good example of that. So, and this actually starts with a with a with a German word as well, which is Krummerspeck. Okay, which is German, which is excess weight gain from emotional overeating. What no, give me this again. Excess weight gained uh, uh-huh. from and, emotional overeating. And what is the word? Kummerspeck, which literally means grief bacon.
0: Grief bacon. Yeah. Oh, well, to pigs, all bacon is grief bacon, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess assume.
1: so. Yeah. I thought All right. By the way,
0: think? here's a, here's a here's a word. Let me throw one at okay, you.
1: Okay, so you can throw one at me.
0: Um, friendisham. Okay. Uh which is uh, uh this is uh, this is uh, feeling uh, joy, I believe. Yeah. At uh, like you know, Schadenfreude is enjoyment of another's misfortune. Yeah. This is joy, I believe, at another person's uh, success.
1: Oh, that's a good feeling.
0: Freud, Freud, Dim Okay, go ahead.
1: It took me a while to get there, but I, I'm there. There, okay. there now. Uh, this is from from Georgia. The
0: oh, it's always on my mind.
1: It's always okay. on your mind. The country of the country of Georgia. Not oh, the state. that's uh, never on my mind. The <laughs> like, where, where Stalin came from. Mm. Uh, it's the word is. Shemo-majamo. Shemo-majamo. Shemo?
0: Okay, can you give me a hint as to what that would be? Okay, so... Am I supposed to guess at these? If you want to try, that'd be fine. Okay. okay. So, uh... Shemo-majamo. Okay, it's to do with eating. Okay. And... This is the realization that you've eaten too much, but you're too far into it, and you've got to finish eating it. So, like, um... Oh,
1: you're so close. Okay, so... It's, uh, your eyes are bigger than your belly. No. It's, uh... It, okay, uh, this is like you eating a, your third hot dog. Think of, an, <laughs> think of an ant acid commercial from the seventies.
0: Okay, uh, 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 I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Yes. All right, so it's where you you're uh, dis or regret no, regret, re- regret of what you've you're eaten. You're
1: full, but you're still eating. You still eat. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's what it means. You know when you're really full, but your meal is just so delicious you can't stop eating it. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, so, yeah. That's a common That was a pretty good guess, Ian. Yeah, you had a really good guess there. Was... Yeah. All right, this one. Is a word from, uh, this is a Scottish word. Okay. And the word is tartle, tartle. Tartle.
0: Now, as you as you know, yeah. I am uh, mostly Scottish. I found that out.
1: Yes. Through a uh, DNA test. So you should just like inherently know this without any... Okay, tartle.
0: Yeah, tartle. So I'm thinking of like tartan. I'm thinking of uh, plaid. This is being sexually attracted to plaid.
1: <laughs> it is not
0: that, but that's a good guess.
1: Making you want to toss your cape. This is actually to do with... Personal interactions like communications between two people. Okay. So uh, it's an on a, an uh an on a, uh
0: onomatopoeia.
1: Onomatopoeic word, yes. Uh so it's something to do with something that sounds like tartle tar. Tartle. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so uh, it's commun it involves communication. Yep. Uh stumbling over your words while you're speaking?
1: Uh kind of. Very good okay. guess though. It's a word for the panicky hesitation just before you have to introduce someone whose name you can't quite remember.
0: Oh boy. That's, that is a, that
1: is a, yeah. (laughs) That's a good word though for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good word for it. Okay. This is, if we had,
0: by the way, if we had more, uh, if, if I was more on the ball with this, yeah, yeah. I would try to come up with, with, uh, with, uh, English words that would be good, uh, oh, good for, that we could
1: use to replace.
0: Yeah, in fact, let me just throw this out yeah. uh, as a question of the week. Yeah. If you can think of for any of these that we're mentioning here, yeah. uh, what would be a good English word? Make up one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be uh, good for so you know you've uh, you're almost uh, you're eating and you're eating uh, past the point where you should because you're enjoying the food yeah. too much.
1: Yeah, yeah. That one's called. It's spelled this way: P A snarful binging. P A S S E D. Yeah. Hyphen T A, pasta. Oh, lord. <laughs> continue <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh this is from the Ye- what's word? What you shook your head at
0: i'm not i'm just uh, it's the breeze the breeze is knocking my head <laughs> yeah, and yeah, forth. Yeah. That's uh, this problem. is
1: this is from the yagan language of Tierra del Fuego okay country of fire
0: country of fire
1: and uh, the word is mami Halapnatapai. natapai
0: mami lahap natapai
1: mama halap halap natai Oh, sorry, sorry. Mama how to say. Halapine- halap halapi
0: Okay, and give me a hint as to what it's. In Let me just
1: tell to. you here. Okay, so this is once again this is communication between two people, but silent communication. So it's a it's a way. Okay, we could communicate each with each other. It, it's it's a certain sort of thing.
0: Knowing glance.
1: It's a, is a glance. It's a shared look. Yeah, but it's not a note. It's. It's not a knowing one, but it is a shared look between two people. Okay. That's a, that's a good guess. Do you, do you do you want to make another guess based on that knowledge that it's a shared shared glance?
0: Uh, something else you uh, might... Rolling your eyes at each, at each other.
1: Okay. It's not quite that. This is, this is the shared look between two people when both are wishing that the other would do something that they both want, but oh. neither want to do it. So that's a pretty complicated feeling wrapped up in one word. I can't imagine what yeah. English word we could have for that. Hmm. If we... Yeah. If I was on my on the ball, I would have pre-planned this and, and anyway, it doesn't matter okay this is this is a this is a German word. I'm just going to re- read it to myself here just to try and okay, so it's back, gesicht, and it is a um it's a part of the part of the body that requires something
0: part of the body that requires it's a yeah. back that needs to be scratched <laughs> but you won't get get it scratched until you're in a relationship.
1: It's a face badly in need of a fist okay <laughs> sorry i could have got a better clue than that so i'll try i'll be better next time this is oh, an inuit word here for okay. you okay par, park
0: okay i would repeat what you said but i don't know if you're saying it right so
1: isn't
0: no... okay and the hint is
1: um it's a feeling um it's a feeling wait let me just say Okay, it's a feeling of
0: feeling like you stayed at the party too long. Let
1: let me just say, it's like you were
0: looking around. I stayed too long. I feel really. uh, No, I'm going to give
1: you a bigger clue. It's a feeling of anticipation for something.
0: Okay, okay, Uh, it's 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 a feeling that you're going to get broken up with tonight. So, so, uh,
1: it's a feeling of anticipation that something good is going to happen. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So that's a nice feeling. So it's a feeling of anticipation when you're waiting for someone to show up at your house,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you keep going outside to see if they're there yet.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: that. So that's the. And, word they, for and that.
0: then you you see that they're they're there, but yeah. they're a ghost. <laughs> like that's the twist. No, you waited too long while you're, and they
1: die. No, while you're outside waiting for them. Yeah, they stole your stereo.
0: Oh my gosh! Wait, is yes. someone having sex in my house?
1: <laughs> okay, this is from the Buli language of Ghana. The mm-hmm. word is Palinti. Palinti. Okay. And, uh, this is something that people do when they're eating when, uh, something uncomfortable happens when they're eating. Oh, is this like a hard swallow? Up? Not a hard swallow. Okay. Something uh, that when you, uh, you're eating food.
0: Oh, okay, uh, so you don't want to. Uh, an uncomfortable conversation topic has, has gone on. And if you swallow your food, you're going to have to talk. So you just keep chewing your food for way too long so you don't have to be part of this conversation. <laughs> you just keep pointing <laughs> your mouth like, oh,
1: I food. I can't even... that's right. No, I... And someone says, oh, I've
0: heard about the Catholic Church. I wish I could food yeah, in yeah. my mouth.
1: Yeah, someone says, he has palinti to say. Uh, no, it's to move hot food around in your mouth. So when you bite uh, yes, into yes, hot and you're like, ah, and you're like trying to like breathe air through it to try to right. uh, rolling around in your mouth so it doesn't stay in one place for too Here's long. Here's my suggestion. Yep.
0: You know that technology that they have for uh, cyanide?
1: What's the technology? Where
0: you have cyanide tooth and then uh, you're I being know that's tor- a technolo- and technology. And then you uh, anyway, break, okay. your, break that tooth yeah, open. Yeah, And then you, but by the way, if you're a dentist, make sure you're warned about that tooth because otherwise the person can get in trouble. So you got a tooth that somehow yeah. you can open up and like cyanide comes out. I'd say you got that. But like a real nice fire foam or something in your mouth. So if you do have something really hot in your mouth, you can just go Ugh! and just break a tooth. And it just goes Psh! and just fills your mouth with foam and you're immediately all right.
1: I kind of think that that whole cyanide tooth thing is a made up. not really. I just
0: don't see how you'd be able to break whatever is yeah. in here. Your-
1: Unless you had like a hard thing to bite down on. You can't break but a tooth in your that.
0: mouth. But even that, so you're James Bond. It's
1: not a real tooth, so not, it's not going to hurt you. No, I
0: understand that. But it's a tooth that you have to, that if you bite hard enough yeah. on it, it's going to break. What if
1: you're eating like a, a gummy? That's right. Or,
0: or, or, yeah, like a jawbreaker.
1: Or they are having some peanut brittle.
0: You know how much you're James dead. Bond loves jawbreakers. <laughs> it's like, give me a martini and yeah. throw a couple of jawbreakers in there. He's
1: always breaking jaws and eating jawbreakers. Everyone knows that about him. And also ring jawed purse.
0: I like, uh, and and you think like, well, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. But in the, I think the last James Bond or one of the more recent ones, Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, M is talking to him and just like, where's your uh, cyanide tooth? Like, I got rid of that years ago. I'm not going to have a cyanide tooth.
1: I'm like, yeah. yeah. Is that what the, when he got uh, stuck in North Korea? Is that the Pierce Brosnan one?
0: I think it might be, yeah. Okay. But he got rid of that years ago. What you, I'm not going to have a cyanide tooth. He'll and was- also, that is a dentist that you really have to trust to take that, uh, that cyanide tooth out. And put in one, I don't know, that's probably filled with booze. Like booze hound. <laughs> secret stash.
1: That's a weird movie.
0: It is tonally radically different throughout that movie, yes.
1: It's is weird, though. It's just weird, like, because when he gets let out. He's got like long hair and a beard,
0: and you're like, "This is interesting."
1: So time has passed, like quite, uh, like, quite, quite a quite a bit time, quite a bit of time. Is, but this is not usual for James Bond. Yeah, film. he
0: spent he spent like at least a year, at least a at year. At least two years being tortured. Yeah, every day. Yeah, with scorpions and being drowned. Yeah, and all this kind of stuff. You're like, yeah. he's messed up.
1: Sure, he's and why later on is he drinking drinking scorpions? You think he'd be a little a uh, little shy of them after that experience?
0: Unless he got a you know, taste for them. Ah. Because at a certain point, you're
1: like, sure.
0: I, I want booze. And yeah. like, you can't have booze. Like, well, what we got? Well, I'm torturing you with scorpions. Fuck, I'm just going to drink some of this scorpion venom. That's good enough. Yeah. And so he just uses them like shooters and like, and then he gets hooked on this stuff. And he's like, ugh, you can't get good scorpion in London. And then so he goes to places where he can have a nice little scorpion.
1: <laughs> All right. This is from the Thai language. Okay. The word is greng ja, or jai. Mm-hmm. And uh, it ex- expresses a feeling that you would get in an interaction with someone else.
0: Uh, feeling you would get in an interaction. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I feel like uh, this person is bored of talking to me. <laughs> and uh, we should wrap this up. Oh. I'm getting that. Sense. That is a
1: good, that is a good, that would be a good thing to have a word for, actually. Wonder what that would be. That is good. But this is the feeling you get when you don't want someone to do something for you because it would be a pain for them.
0: Oh.
1: But your word is good, too. Like, you, we need a word for that. Or at least something for that. Yeah,
0: I feel like I am I'm, i haven't worn out my welcome, but I'm starting to. Yeah. So now's a good time for me to get oh, the hint I hate and f- like, uh, yeah. make a big finish and, and wrap it
1: up. I know that feeling. I get it a lot because I can't, because I'm, I'm part of my social anxiety. I have trouble leaving places because if I leave, that's the last time I'll ever see those people. So I have a hard time like saying goodbye and leaving. Okay. But then I know you that. You feel
0: I'm, like it's going to be the last time you'll ever yeah, see them? Yeah. Okay.
1: And so. Like It's not like a conscious thought in my mind, but it's just like a feeling I have, obviously. Like some sort of anxiety about leaving people. And so I always stretch it out way too long. And I know I am. And I feel like they're bored. And I know they're bored. But I can't bring myself to go. It's very awkward. I'm terrible at that.
0: It's Something uh, that always bothers me when I'm listening to a podcast and I'll have a podcast guest... And the guests will say, but nobody's interested in that. Or they'll feel like, but I'm boring people with this story. Mm. And I'm like, "Oh, Yeah. I always feel like that's sad. And it also makes me feel like uh, the if I was hosting that person I was yeah. interviewing, I'd feel bad because I've now sent out a signal that makes them think yeah. that there's something going on that I'm boring. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. And also, have you ever heard of podcasts? <laughs> people will listen to, have you listened to this one? Yeah. People will listen to anything. And if they want to stop listening, they can stop. They it's can.
1: okay. They stopped 15 minutes ago. Well, as soon as we started this list.
0: It's... Like, uh, that's what they say about torture, which is you can uh, withstand more torture if you have the power to stop it yourself. Like, you could take pain okay. as long as you are at any point able to go like, and we're stopping. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're starting again. But as long sure. as you have the control. Sure. And I feel that's the thing. Podcasts are torture sometimes. But you have the ability <laughs> to hit stop. And so you can take more listening to this. Whereas if you were like sitting and having to listen to a lecture with the same topic, it'd just be ugh. That's okay. interesting.
1: It's like swimming underwater. It's easy to swim underwater if there's not something above you. Mm. It's It feels more dangerous to swim underwater if there's something above you. Oh, absolutely. You know, like when I worked on the fishing boat and I had to like swim down and cut the seaweed off of the prop shaft, um, that felt more dangerous because the, the boat was over top of me then. There, I didn't have like a straight shoot to the top of the, right. back up to the surface. But luckily, because when I was a teenager and I was stupid... I would swim a lot with a solar blanket on the pool still. So I was used to like swimming with things over top of me, but it still was like intimidating feeling because you're also cold. So it was hard to hold your breath. And so you're like trying to do this thing with and hold your breath. And also, but you also like, couldn't like, there's nothing to push yourself off of to sit back to the surface as well. So it was very, very intimidating. That does sound
0: very, very cold.
1: <laughs> yeah, it well, was straight to Wanda Fuca, which is very, very. Oh cold. my gosh, that is yeah. very cold. Yeah.
0: Well, would you have a mask at least, or are you doing it with like? Uh, no, no
1: mask, no mask either. What? Well, get a mask? Oh, I didn't. It was on the boat, right? So we didn't have like I, a bunch no, of equipment. Okay. Well,
0: it's not a bunch of equipment. It's just yeah. like a mask. Get Those a things mask. cost like less than ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they should have sprung for a should fucking a mask. mask. That was not the first time that's ever happened, and you, yeah, yeah. So wait, so so uh, sorry on the boat, like ah, oh, the seaweed's around the thing. Hey Dave, jump yeah. into the water. Yeah. Here.
1: Yeah. Like I was already swimming. I was already swimming. Like I wanted to swim, so I went for a swim. Oh, okay. So I was already in the water, and I already. And they I, said,
0: "Dave, while you're here, yeah, here's a knife. Yeah. Go uh cut the seaweed. We picked some
1: stuff up because he wasn't used to to. He was um what's called an outside fisherman. All right. So he fished on the west west coast of Vancouver Island. So being in the Strait of Wanda Fuca is inside fisherman, and that okay. he wasn't really used to that area. So he got some seaweed wrapped around his the uh, propeller shaft. Got some seaweed wrapped around a shaft. He said, "Dave, can you?" Take this off for me. Anyway, you didn't get the hand. <clears throat> Sexy crimes. <laughs> Where were silk stockings when that was happening? Uh, so this word is um, this word. Okay, um, that one,
0: that'd be a show called Something's Fishy, and it's a uh, fisherman that uh, solve uh, solve crimes.
1: <laughs> this is
0: this. By the way, I thought, okay. and this is a terrible yeah. thing. Yeah. Sure, please. But I was thinking about please be st- stand up comedy. Uh-huh. and uh, all the small uh, towns they used to tour. Yeah. And thinking, like, man, if I was a killer, that'd be great. Because I'd just be, like, booked for all these small towns. You just go and do a murder, yeah. take the body into the woods. Yeah. Like, so many places hide a body. Oh, it'd be perfect. And then, like, you're moving on to the next town. Oh, and you got to skip a couple of them. Otherwise, it's clear that it's going along your tour. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, there's so much There's so much room so many places to hide a body that they wouldn't find out about that for, like, years. Ah, it'd be great. <laughs> so I'm just advising you, if you were going to be, like, one of those traveling killers, yeah, like, go yeah. along the road and yeah. kill a bunch of people, Yeah, um, yeah learn stand-up. Learn a stand-up? Yeah,
1: and then you it's... you think they could learn stand-up, though? And then,
0: oh, uh, well, uh first, you're a sociopath, right? Yeah. Or, or are you a psychopath? Either way, Either you, way that's a talk- good basis for being a stand-up. Oh, really? Yeah, you, you've lost your empathy, so now you can joke about anything, so you're fine.
1: <laughs> it could be Ricky Gervais.
0: Yeah, also, listen, here's the yeah. thing one to do yeah. is like tour with another stand-up sure. who's funny, and you find him funny. Yeah. That's your first victim. Kill that guy. <laughs> now steal, you've got... Steal his act. Steal his act. And good they're idea. like, but make sure that he's uh, a drinker. So, oh, okay. so, so when, um, so when they're like, who's gone missing? Uh, Phil. Phil's gone missing. Oh, no. Well, what was going on? Well, he went up north and then we didn't see him again. Yeah, that's Phil. He's going to drinky, drinky walk <laughs> yeah, yeah. out to the woods. Uh, that's the kind he's of on thing.
1: on a bender gonna... up there. We'll, we'll see him in a few months. He'll come back again. That's
0: right. And then you, you steal his act and then you travel around with that and you're fine. And then you, when the act gets stale, kill another comedian, take their act and keep going. Just hmm. keep your killing spree going. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's my advice for anyone who wants to start a killing spree.
1: <laughs> Thank you for that. What's the word for that? What's the word for that? What's the word for advice that's neither needed nor should be given? Appropriate. In any way, <laughs> shape, or form. So this is, a, this is a Indonesian word. Okay. And it's uh, it's menkolek, I'm going to guess. And now this word okay. is... By menkolek. <laughs> this word describes one of the oldest... You know, silly pranks that you can play on someone
0: oh is this uh you got something on your shirt and then uh, look down and then uh, flip cl- up with the clothes uh, it doesn't have to do with uh, your, your shoelaces are no, untied no no uh tapping them on the shoulder that's
1: the one there yeah. you go yeah it's the, the old trick tap. where you tap someone lately on the opposite shoulder from behind to fool them they have a word for it they have a word for it Mencolic. Must they must love it there they never get tired of that gag uh, this is a Samoan word.
0: <laughs> Here's what I would do in a, oh, sure. in a in a horror movie. Okay? Is you have uh, the thing where you know, a person's uh, tapped on the shoulder and they yeah. turn and there's no one and then you turn back to you, the person who's next to you and like yeah. nice one Bob and like what and then you turn back and then there's a horrible monster that's on the other side. Nice. And you just go back and like good good jump grabs good jump
1: scare. Yeah. Um this word is famiti I oh, that's the most it?
0: important thing in the Fast and the Furious movies. It's all about fmiti.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, this is to make a squeaking sound by sucking air past the lips in order to gain the attention of a dog or child.
0: Oh, that one. Okay.
1: Here's a thing that happened this week. You do this for horses, oh? You go click with your side of your mouth.
0: Uh, my my vet. We took our cat uh, to the vet to get the cone off his head. Okay. Uh, because you know it had been two weeks and his stitches were.
1: Uh, oh, thing. Only there was a word for that
0: for removal of the stitches in a cone Yeah. deconing deconing uh it's just relief i think yeah, for, for cats. Is good. yeah but but uh it was an interesting thing in that uh so the the vet starts you know knows that the vet the vet knows that the cat's name is Cohen yeah uh but uh at one point uh calls him up uh, and goes hey bubub and it was like oh that's our name for him that's our secret name for him oh really yeah it's like bubbub. And I don't know why that comes... And, and this it's a weird thing too because like I often forget that that's his name. Yeah. Like if you're asked like what's the secret name that you just call your cat? Yeah. Uh, when no one's around, it's like uh, I don't remember. And then and then when he comes in the room, hey Bobo, oh that's what it is. And I I I remember it when he's in the room. And then when he leaves the room, I would forget it. Huh. And I eventually just wrote it down because I went, this is weird that I that I that I that I have this name. But we didn't say that name, and she just called him by that name. And I said like oh that's the name we call him. And she went oh that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I. I I don't know why I called him that. I was like, yeah, cause that's his name. I know that's what his name is. His name is Bubba. He just told you yeah. his name. So, so he's, yeah, it was just an odd little, uh, little I wonder thing. if
1: you've said it, but didn't realize it, but you just said it as a, when you're, when it you're, could have been
0: like, I mean, yeah. that's what I was like trying to think, but there was there would be no moment. I was trying to think of that, like yeah. where it's like, okay, when we were taking him out of the, case the the traveling case and putting him on the scale yeah maybe we would have done it then but I was like no that wouldn't be it because there was another person who was there that wasn't when the vet was there mm. then that she left and then the vet came in and when the and we were playing in our head like the vet came in and asked like how's how's he doing and went went over everything and we yeah. did all the things and I'm like I can't think of any point we would have used that name hmm. uh, but uh but she she, uh, she she had it so yeah it was a, it was it was an odd little thing yeah right. I
1: yeah. think what that does is it proves the existence of God.
0: Yeah, so exactly.
1: Fi- finally. Finally.
0: We don't have to do these podcasts anymore. <laughs> we when we started <laughs> off this podcast, we went like once we've proved the existence of God yeah. and also have defined what time is. Yeah. We need, first of all, define what time is. Sure. Uh, advise people on a murder spree <laughs> and then prove the existence <laughs> of God. We are all the boxes. Those are the three things all in our mission boxes. statement. So good. And now, we're, uh, now we're, we're done. Now we're done. We're done. Yeah. You can just do uh, the podcast that you do with
1: your uh, with a baby. <laughs> baby, daughter, <laughs> what do you think of this song mary gonna <laughs> <laughs> play another one for you you like this one because you fall asleep to it and i like it too oh she's grabbing the microphone <laughs> do you have any more of your uh i do have some more words but you know what i'm gonna put i'm gonna put it off okay we'll do some more next week because i think that'd be fun if we we uh, tried to create something yeah and words if anyone
0: playing, so. here has a has a better english word for uh For for any of those uh, terms, and uh, yeah,
1: let's let's do it for inappropriate advice.
0: And you know what? I'll also say here's a here's a side thing you could do on that. Yeah, Uh, what is what is something that we need a word for that we do not have, Hmm. such as the feeling of like a word uh, for when you you should leave but you don't uh, in your you can't bring yourself to go. (laughs) Oh, that's another one. Yeah, you can't bring yourself find a way of like leaving. That's another good one. Uh, So last week. We asked, uh, what's a more appropriate name for Sneaky Dragon? And uh, he also asked, you know, what's your generic, uh, generic, what's your genetic uh, heritage? Yeah. And then we asked you to send in a DNA sample, and we've analyzed a lot of them. Yes, we
1: have. And it turns out all of you are Irish.
0: Yes, it turns out. Begosh and Begora. There you go. Even Uh, you, Nina. So uh, our friend Louise said, I think your podcast title should reflect your genetic background as two really white guys, so I'm going with The Wisecrackers okay because we're a couple of crackers we
1: are we are a couple of everyone says it about us. i'm
0: I'm just gonna take the wise point of that yeah and i'm gonna feel like good about that like Mm -hmm. oh we're very wise people very wise like uh like owls and like owls we have very sexy long legs um edward uh, dragansky says how about these uh uh, alternate titles to sneaky dragon sure the loquacious lads of vancouver okay now i'm gonna say this uh, edward only once you won't uh you 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 don't know this uh, but but first of all, I think you're going with a nice alliteration there, the loquacious lads. Yeah. But then we get to Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> that ends it. But <laughs> I think I can save this one. Yeah. In the rewrite room, uh, let's go. Uh, because we're also known in Vancouver as Lotus Land, the loquacious
1: lads of Lotus Land. Oh yeah, there and you that go. flows. But that's a name for BC. But yes, yeah, Vancouver is part of BC. So yeah, so that's, that's good. Right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, loquacious cha- lads here's a Lotus second land. one,
0: chatty casty. Nice, and I like, like it. it. I like that very much too. How about Chatty Casties, like Chatty Kathy's? Well, it, well, obviously Chatty casty is still a, is a Chatty Cat. So but it's think, just two of us. So give me give me it again. Chatty Casties. Chatty Casties. Do not like it? Okay, well, it sounds fine. like we're doing two podcasts.
1: Oh, that's true. Never mind. Which
0: you are, and you are too. No. Oh, I'm doing. <laughs> wait, you're doing three. <laughs> right. Shit, I am doing another podcast. <laughs> Anyway, it's fine. Everyone, listen to our other podcast called "Fansplainers." Obviously, I don't sell it well. Uh, this this time around, we we're talking about Little Women. Very if, good movie. Very good movie. Everyone, there you are. Um, We'll see if they win uh, the Oscar this so uh, this weekend. Uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we will, maybe won't. If you but hey, if you want to listen to what we think of the Oscar uh, nominees for Best Picture, uh, a previous Fansplainers uh, we with our guest uh, Vicky Van, uh, we discuss uh, all the Oscar movies. So uh, check that out. Okay, number three from Edward. Number three, uh, verbosely Vancouver. Okay, that works. That's good alliteration yep. there. I think her favorite there is the chatty casty,
1: which Dave wants to pluralize. I like actually. I like the Loquacious Lads of Lotusland. I like your oh, but I've like tweaked that editor, one. Yeah. So, so, I so I'm gonna that. go yeah, chatty Casty then or right. casty. Right. I keep wanting to pl- pluralize. But, it, but so. he says,
0: uh, "I'm curious where you guys got the name Sneaky Dragon." Though has the tale ever been told? It has been told, but not for at least a hundred episodes. So, uh, <laughs> Dave, where does Sneaky Dragon come from?
1: Okay, well, when I suggested to Ian that we should do this podcast, and Ian said yes. What's a podcast? He said what's a podcast. Ian said yes.
0: Uh I, I, And I said, I will do this uh as long as, once yeah, again, yeah, uh, we uh, prove the existence of God. Yep. I can give out tips to killers. <laughs> yes. And a third thing I've forgotten. I didn't think any of these things... Oh, would,
1: and uh, define time. Define time. I didn't think any of these things would happen, so I agreed to this, thinking we would do this for a long time. But apparently, I... <laughs> I shot myself in the foot. Yeah, so
0: please enjoy this last episode. This last
1: episode of Sticky Dragon. So, Ian and I had done a, a comic book a couple of times, a couple of jams, we called it We're So Jar. And so that was the, initially the idea that we would call the show that. We're now, so why jar.
0: don't we go back a step as
1: well and go, what the
0: hell does that mean?
1: We're so jar comes from something. <laughs> Just keep, well, that was from, that was from, uh, when we
0: used to do a live show called Pickles on Parade. Okay. What does that mean? Well, of course that comes from when we used to record a little thing onto a tape recorder. So,
1: okay. So, uh, we're so jar comes from an attempt by myself and some friends at high school to create a new word for cool. <laughs> we decided that jar would be the word, and so we started saying that things were jar, and we're we're so jar became a, a growth, a outgrowth of that. That's where that comes from. So <clears throat> now, sneaky dragon, I think I kind of like the idea of our show having a mascot, right? And when I just thought about that, I had, I had drawn him a sketchbook, I had drawn this picture of a dragon, like it was sort of like a, a doodle on a page of a bunch of other things that I'd drawn, and I had drawn a dragon peeping around a corner. <laughs> And I just wrote above it, sneaky dragon. Right. Just to indicate, because he looked like he was sneaking. And so I just wrote that and pointed an arrow at him. So
0: what was he looking at? Like some people taking a shower? No,
1: he was looking like, at us, like you. The, it wasn't, a, person sexy, looking at it wasn't a sexy crime? No, it was not a sexy okay. crime.
2: <laughs> it, was not, it was a sexy crime!
0: <laughs> anyway, so... By the way, sorry. Yeah. That's our second question. What's a sexy yeah, crime? Yeah, please define... Please do not confuse this with a sex crime. Yeah, of course we, not. We don't We're want, just asking we for like, please crimes. define what a sexy crime yeah. would be. Okay, yeah. go ahead.
1: That's right. How about, how about this? You put. No, see, it's, just, it's still gross. I was going to say you. Yeah, you
0: can't. Like, you got to be no, real careful.
1: I was thinking, like, you had like a thing where you had a grate on a sidewalk and you put a fan under it. Yeah. So when women were walking by in their skirts, it would blow their skirts up. Is that a sexy crime? Or is it just gross? It's, uh, yeah.
0: It depends what year it is, I guess. But it's still. It's a crime. Yeah, it's no good. It's good in a movie, and uh, it's all actors, and they've all said yes to it, and everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. But no one but wants like that in real life, life, no, no good.
1: <laughs> it's not, there's no such thing as sexy crimes. Anyhow, so... Um, yeah, so I... Then I thought it would be fun to uh, use this dragon as as the mascot for the show, and I suggested to Ian, how about sneaky dragon? And then he shrugged and said, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't
1: know what I'm in for. And then you...
0: Uh, you incorporated, uh, the sneaky dragon into uh, all these pop culture, uh, 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 title cards. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's, that's nice. And then, and then we all, we all had a good enjoyment out of that. We all went, oh, that's, uh, that's lovely. And then we're at a con once. Yes. And someone goes, I get it. Yeah. And you go, what? And you go, uh, he's a sneaky dragon. So he sneaks into, uh, uh, pop culture. He sneaks into all these pop culture things. He's a sneaky dragon. And Dave went, uh, yes.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: that was what I intended the whole time. I didn't even time. say that. I and said then He turned to me and went, "I that's what it is, but I didn't know what it was."
1: <laughs> I think I complimented him on saying that.
0: Yeah, because uh sometimes you make something you don't know what it is and yeah. someone else will tell you what it is and then said, that's what it is. I said to him,
1: "You got it exactly right. I never even thought of that." Yeah. Crazy. So good on good on that person. He yeah, is it's very good. Yeah, so that's the story. It's very simple, but there you go. So Edward continues. And then oh, sorry, I, I was going to say one more thing, which was please, that please, when please, I thought, please. "Oh, this will be great," I'll just use this dragon for the image. I went back and looked looked at the the picture in my sketchbook, and I was like, "Oh, that's no good. That's like even, it's not even a good drawing of a dragon." So I had to like figure out a way to draw the dragon. And it turned out at work one day I just kind of did a quick little doodle on a piece of paper. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, it's perfect." And that's the. Do you still the have the, the
0: original sneaky dragon drawing?
1: I don't know if the drawing. I think I I do have I have like a photocopy of the drawing though.
0: Okay, you should put that up sometime, and we'll see the very original, original sneaky dragon drawing.
1: Oh no, no, no! I don't have any more. You know what? Why It's because I drew it on a piece of like an invoice or a, a packing slip, and so I had to take a picture ah, of it. Okay. I had to take a picture of it, and I, and I had to file it. So it, it's gone, gone to the ages. Okay. I think there is a. If you look back in um, at Sneaky Dragon at the website, there is a long time ago where I, I did like a review of the first 50 title cards that I did and just talked about doing title cards and I have some I have those images in there so you, if you look if you look back and at our blog you will find them
0: okay so uh, uh, Edward goes on as for heritage and family backgrounds, my father and my uncle have done exhaustive genealogy for my family. It's borderline professional-grade work since it's all they do since they've retired. However, my name, uh, Dragansky, is not my own since generations back my great-great-grandfather was adopted by the Draganskys. His name was Gottfried and was left on the doorstep of the Dragansky family, who were simple fishermen. Dave, were you a simple fisherman when you were a fisherman? Or were you? uh... I'm
1: always simple. Okay.
0: I think you were a complicated fisherman. Uh, Gottfried (laughs) was obviously uh, of Germanic blood due to his height and pale eyes, an adopted baby with no last name. Sounds so cool. Yeah. And then that baby grew up to be Gilbert Gottfried. Oh. Uh, I'm told uh, this was uh, common throughout the bordered regions of Europe, in my case, Poland and Germany. Other than that, I'm half Italian, one quarter German, one quarter Lithuanian, uh, or as my grandmother used to call me, a League of Nations baby. Uh, All babies love to be called that Sure Uh, Just to be certain We did that thing where we spit in a tube And sent it And just as I suspected I'm nothing more than a Euro mutt I am with you Very good uh, now our, our next and final letter is from our friend Nina Matsumoto, but I think Nina. I think before I read this, I, sh- I, should, I should just bring this up. Okay. First of all, I was talking about how uh, earlier I'm writing the third Sparks book, yes, uh, and how you were sleepy from doing the second Sparks book. Well, yeah. Nina, of course, is the artist on Sparks. Yes, the first book is out currently. The second book will be out in August. That's called Sparks Double Dog Dare. The third book will be out when I finish it. <laughs> um, and she's of course an amazing artist, and the third dragon, and so on and so forth. But this week, yeah, oh, Dave, mm. our friend Nina, yes, set the world on fire. Did she flipped it all around? Um, as you know,
1: Mr. I know what you're talking about. Just, Mr. Mr. Peanut,
0: Mr. Peanut died, sacrificing his life to save two celebrities. Is that right? And was reborn. Yes. What and, two celebrities? Sir? Uh, you know. Just a couple of them. I don't okay. know. I forget the ad. Sorry to put you in the two, spot. Two moderate celebrities. Okay. Anyway, they were hanging off a branch. They'd fallen off a cliff, uh-huh. and he let himself go because the branch was going to snap and sacrificed his life. Uh, and we were all mourning him. And, and at his funeral, that they broadcast on the Super Bowl, yeah, uh, he was reborn as a baby uh, peanut.
1: Wow! So he's a god. We've once again proved the existence S-
0: of God. Speaking of yes. So Nina, uh, w- was in mind of the Goya painting, uh, Satan devouring his Saturn, son. Saturn, Saturn. Saturn. I apologize. That's Saturn. Uh, so this was inc- incorrect. The Fox News thing. Yeah. Saying Satan devour- Yeah. Of course, that's wrong. Saturn devouring his son. Uh, and she did a version of this with Mr. Peanut called, uh, Mr. Peanut, uh, devouring his son. And, uh, it is insanely popular. Yeah. Oh, she good. put it up on. Her, uh, Twitter, which is, uh, space Coyote, It's like space coyote, yeah. but yeah. space coyotle. Uh, and, uh, so far it has, uh, in- infinite, uh, uh likes. Huh, like big. it, like, oh boy, like it's just, it's just set the world on fire. Now there's like prints and there's all sorts of things, but, uh, yeah, she's so, so, so anyway. Oh yeah. Right now it's, uh, 124,000, uh, wow. likes. Yeah, when when uh, 20, uh, uh, 29,000 uh, retweets. She's beyond us now. She she has evolved. <laughs> she's evolved. Uh, she's gone from uh, Pikachu to Riachu. She uh, has moved on. I so don't even know what that means. I don't even think she's going to be doing Sparks anymore. There's no way I can, Can't afford I can talk to her. And Can't and, afford yeah, the, she, now that she's seen Paris, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just she's not going
1: to stay in this simple village with you. Yeah, now These she's bumpkin. just going to be
0: drawing Mister Peanut in various yeah, forms. Sure, but it's a it's a really great uh, uh, painting slash whatever illustration how you put it d- digitally digital so painting not, not painting involved. But yes, so uh, congratulations on going viral and not in that horrible way that people have been going viral with the uh, the, the corona uh, virus thing or whatever that was.
1: Um, is is still so ongoing?
0: Yes. But you know it's not cool anymore. It used to be cool to have it. No, it's not. Uh, so she did. She she did it in the right way. So Nina uh, writes and says because <clears throat> we did an impression of her on the show. We did. Yeah, I like the extremely hostile impression of me that makes me sound like an angry off-camera boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I told Ian this ages ago But because of the dragon in its name And the fact that Ian started doing a D&D improv show Around the same time Sneaky Dragon launched hmm. My brain mashed the two projects together And I mistakenly thought Sneaky Dragon was a and d podcast I had no interest in D&D back then So I didn't check it out When I realized my mistake <laughs> I started I apologized to everybody No she didn't uh, I started listening And also listened to all the episodes I missed I think you guys had been at it for a year at this point. Oh my gosh, that is uh, so many. Uh, so I've many also uh, seen Critical Hit and played D&D a few times. Uh, more times than me than playing D&D. I've played D&D once. Uh, coming up uh, with a name for uh, uh, Two Guys Talk About Whatever podcast is tough. I think most of them use non-sequitur names, but here are my suggestions.
1: Okay. Thank you, Nina. All right.
0: Bullshooters. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Weird Kids You Knew in School. That's this would apt. probably apply to many of your guests, uh, too, because we tend to be artsy and or nerdy types. <laughs> we digress. Oh, but we digress. yes, is true. And the Incredible Three Dog Man and Friend. what where does that come from? Oh, where doesn't it come from? <laughs> uh, by the way, that is the new name of our show. I, I, we need, must be the Incredible Three Dog Man
1: and Friend. The Incredible Three Dog... Who, are you the Three Dog Man?
0: It, I, I can't explain it to you,
1: Dave. It's not, it's, okay. it's not something I I don't quite get it either.
0: <laughs> it's just a non sequitur, I guess. Three Dog Man and Friend. I just like it, though. Yeah. It reminds me of Three Dog Night. I guess that's it. But I don't think that's it. That's too old a reference for, for Nina, Nina. Yeah, yeah Nina's uh, not
1: going to be referencing Three Dog Night.
0: You know what? Listen, Nina is, is, is now internet famous. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if it doesn't make sense to us. That's true. Three Dog Man and Friend. I do like it a lot. I think it's, you know. Also, it's three dog as in three hyphen dog. Yeah. Which adds to the mystery. Yes. How many dogs do you have? Two. Damn it. I don't have a third dog. Like, that would no, make sense. Not helping. But you got a cat. I have a cat. Okay. we But do, I don't have a
1: friend. Oh, three dog, man, and friend.
0: We have, we do do, uh, we do, a Sparks is about two cats that dress up as a dog. Yeah. So you are going to. Does that dog count? I don't know. It's and not. friend? The friend is a litter box? No. No. Ah, oh, damn it! She's going to say what it is, and we're going to go. Oh, of course. <laughs> but I do, I do really like that title, regardless. Yeah. Also, Nini is pretty sure she's 100 percent Japanese, but you never know. I wouldn't I, mind trying. I 20... think there's
1: an Irish streak in there you haven't yeah. discovered yet.
0: I wouldn't mind trying 23andMe. I'd uh, like to get uh, tested at the same time as my very white boyfriend. Oh, yeah. His will be his show his relation to Snow. Yeah, the singer. No, the Canadian singer. Informer. And that's how, yeah, the, it will be an informer. We'll call you up and, and tell <laughs> you, you what you know. it, what it let is. Let you know what's going on. That's right. uh, and apologize uh, to your very white boyfriend for uh, Louise's uh, wise cracker joke yeah. earlier on. Jeez. Uh, coming after uh, white guys who I, are I'm, podcasters.
1: I'm 1% Arab, so I obviously don't fall under the white umbrella. Of course you don't. Whatever it was, I call it a different word, but weight umbrella. Right. So you can sing that uh, Ahab the Arab song and it's yeah, not racist. Yeah, it's perfectly, <laughs> perfectly fine. It's absolutely fine. I, I wouldn't want to sing it I don't like the song, but I, I could sing it. You could. I could sing it. I, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I could and I will.
0: Um, I, can si- I can sing any Ray Stevens song I want right now. Let's do it. Um,
1: Dave, do the streak. Do guitar zen.
2: Guitars, guitars and hand,
0: the streak. Everything is beautiful. Why do I know this many Ray Stevens songs?
1: That's not really. A, that's not really a novelty song. Everything is beautiful. That was like his his legitimate song. Okay. He's seeking some sort of. it's one of those things where you go. Do you know who wrote "Everything Is Beautiful"? Ray Stevens. Ray Stevens wrote "Everything Is Beautiful." <laughs> uh, you know the whole thing with Nina and what we pretend. What is that, the whole thing with Nina? When we pretend that she's mad or whatever, it's a good bit, but it's actually really nice. Just so people know. It's just less, we're just riffing. Sounds
0: like you're scared. We're just riffing. Sounds like you're scared. <laughs> sounds like you're scared, scared, scared of
1: her. Scared of me? Don't say that. you are right. continuing this this uh, thing anyway. She's part Irish.
0: I think that's she I'm is. Scared of her. I like. I do like the idea of her being the off camera boss because she is a fan of uh, old sitcoms like a like a Fraser, or Okay, like, Fraser, I Don't yeah. know if she likes Seinfeld or something like that, but yeah. uh, or like a Cheers. Sure. And there's always like some character that's like the off camera character that you never. They might hear the voice of, but you never see. Based based on
1: the guy from Dick Van Dyke's show, Alan. Alan Brady. Alan Brady. Who later on you did see. That was the the mistake.
0: And then even more of a mistake was later on they did a cartoon. And that was even more of a mistake. (laughs) But I'd say in our sitcom, Nina is the uh, off-camera voice who uh, will be seen in the final episode. Oh. She'll be the one that will come in and fire us. (laughs) Or, no, here's how it'll go. Yeah. We will get fired by the off-camera voice, by our mean boss. Yeah. We'll leave yeah. and then uh, and, uh, burn our bridges somehow and then we'll leave. And then she'll come in yeah. and there'll be like a twist at the end and she'll go, guys, I was just kidding. And she'll have a cake or something like that. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I never get there jokes or some such, and she'll just put down the cake, and then she'll turn off the light, and that'll be the end of the uh Aww. Then we'll go right to syndication. And then one <laughs> of us will get a spin off. Oh. where we move to Seattle mm. and uh, become a dog walker for celebrities. Oh, nice. In Seattle? <laughs> yeah, celebrity
1: dog walker. But uh, what celebrities in Seattle?
0: Uh, John Keester. Oh, yeah. That'll be it.
1: Bill Gates. <laughs> Bill Gates. That'll be it. Not really a celebrity, but okay. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know he's nice, well-known, but not really a... It's not really a celebrity. Uh, Bill Nye. Bill Nye doesn't live in Seattle. Doesn't he anymore? No, he doesn't Texas. Probably has a house still in Seattle.
0: Probably, maybe. Old time.
1: His parents' parents' house in Ballard.
0: There you are. Yeah.
1: I just keep going through the Almost
0: Live cast. I was going to go, Ross Schaefer. (laughs) Ross
1: Schaefer. He went on to better things.
0: Did he? No. You know what? He did because uh, there was a a song they did on, on Almost Live. Uh, which was like the times they are changing. Okay. They were saying all of the different things that were changing. It was all local references to Seattle. Okay. And, and they made a reference that, uh, Bill Nye and Ross Schaefer are both millionaires. And I'm like, oh, okay. So Ross Schaefer somehow became a, a millionaire. Bill, uh, Bill, uh, you know, uh, Nye, the science guy, became a millionaire. Uh, but yeah, he must have become a millionaire somehow along the huh. way. Yeah. And then the whole thing was like, you know, uh, times are a-changin', but uh, Almost Live, we ain't a in Like, mm. we're going to stay the same. Yeah. And I believe they were canceled, like, uh, probably the next season. It's like, you know what? You probably should have changed. Got to change it up. Otherwise, you're going to get canceled. And uh, they were canceled. I, well. Then they came back as the Bob report, or uh, or the uh, the John report with Bob. And then they became it became another show, hmm. and it never quite. Uh, you can't the, recapture the magic. No, you can't catch uh, the fire in a bottle. Can't
1: you. recapture the fire. People, do you know what we're talking about? We're talking about Almost Live.
0: I no? think it's still on. I think they still show reruns of it. Who does? NBC, like Seattle NBC, I believe that they still King, show reruns. King TV. Still I believe shows... they still show reruns of wow. Almost Live. Yes. Wow. They at least were doing so up until last year. Okay. And the references make no sense, <laughs> and the sketches are. Not good for now. Okay. There are things that they do in the sketches that you go, yeah, you don't do that anymore. Mm. And you will see Joel McHale in this in the show okay. with uh, considerably less hair. Yeah. Like, than he has now.
1: Like you mean he cut his hair short? His hair. Okay.
0: Yes, his hair is short. Okay. This is from like about 15 years ago, maybe. All maybe right. even longer. Yeah. Uh, he was a younger man. Yeah. With less hair than he has now.
1: So you're saying.
0: I'm saying uh, like he said on Community Once. Am I losing my hair? Because if I am, I've got to talk to science. Oh, okay. I think he had a talk with science. I see. And uh, science went, yeah, we can do something about that. And now he has more hair. You look at an old uh, clip of uh, Joel McHale on the yeah. Almost Life, And I, I don't begrudge the guy. If I start losing my hair, I am talking to science hardcore. <laughs> so, yes, it's all, uh, it's all well and good. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Joel McHale, who will be on the new uh, Stargirl TV series.
1: Stargirl? Yes. Who is she? Stargirl. Girl. She from Teen Titans.
0: She is not from Teen Titans. She That's is Starfire. F- that is that is Starfire. Who is part of the Titans? Uh, star Star is the uh, is a spinoff of in the comics of Star Man, and so uh, uh, Joel McHale was uh, is going to be like an old timey Justice Society hero called Star Man who uh, dies and leaves uh, his uh, Star Rod, a <laughs> cosmic rod, uh, yeah. uh, to his I believe granddaughter or someone, and uh, yeah. Uh, Luke Wilson is was his sidekick, and then Luke Wilson uh, helps her out in a giant robotic suit, and she will have uh, can fly and shoot blasts and whatnot. It'll and be on the CW. Huh? Yeah, sounds crazy. So Luke Wilson will be a DC character, and Owen Wilson is becoming a Marvel character, though they haven't announced what Marvel character he will be.
1: Really, he's becoming yes. a Marvel character. Yeah, like a superhero character. Yes, or like a guy hanging around other superhero characters. I don't know. He will be uh I would assume
0: they would give him a, a lead type role. It would be weird to put him on the on the side, he would be something.
1: Huh. Yeah.
0: Cool. So we will see. He's uh, gonna be Scott Free. That is a DC character. Oh
1: shoot. That's right. <laughs> Uh-huh. That'd be good if you know who he's going to be.
0: No, gonna... no, no. Let me just say, it would be good actually if it was Scott Free, because Scott Free is a character who cannot be captured, contained, or held. Yeah. So it'd be great if Scott Free was the one DC character that went over to Marvel and just went, <laughs> "What you going to do? I'm in the Avengers now." <laughs> oh no, 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 no! You can't hold me back, lawyers. Think he'll be Adam Warlock? No, I would think Keanu Reeves would be Adam Warlock. I would think. Keanu, Keanu Reeves
1: is too old to play Adam Warlock.
0: Uh, isn't Owen Wilson the same age as uh, as Keanu Reeves?
1: No. You think how old is Owen Wilson? I don't know. I think he's younger. Maybe not by a ton, but okay. I think he's younger than Keanu Reeves. Well, I'm going to look up how, how old, old Owen Wilson is while you wrap up the show. Because Keanu Reeves was um, performing as a in his twenties in the in the eighties.
0: Owen and, Wilson is fifty one.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's too old. Yeah, we, I Keanu know.
0: Reeves again, he's as 50, we've mentioned, fifty-six or something like that. The first, the first uh, role Keanu Reeves ever he had. Is, that was a paying role. He is older. Him and it? I went up for against each other, so yeah. we would have been similar ages. Uh, Keanu Reeves is fifty-five. his four years different. He's older. Well,
1: I told you he's older than him.
0: Yeah, but he's but uh, Owen Wilson is fifty-one.
1: Yeah, no, they're both too old for that role. All right, both too old for that role. That's right. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not, you know, it's not putting them down. I'm fifty-three. I'm halfway between them both of them. They're just too old for that role. Okay,
0: well, you know what's uh, how old is Robert Downey Jr. The answer to that question,
1: yeah,
0: is fifty-four. So Iron Man's fifty-four.
2: Yeah.
1: So this is where but, we're I mean, at. he's been. He's been in that role for ten years. He didn't start at that age.
0: Yeah, he started. He started at forty-four. Yeah. Iron Man was forty-four. Forty-four
1: years old. year. Forty-four is pretty young. Like forty-four. Like I miss being in for my forties. Like those were good years. Those were probably my peak peak in terms of like physical condition and stuff like that. Besides my twenties, I guess. When I was, you know, teen, teen into 20s. But that was like peak for me. Okay. So I can't imagine. I'm sure that's fine. But I just can't imagine being 54 and then doing a role for, for several movies into my 60s. You know? I could.
0: I'm up for being cast in something. So well, let me know. I'll do that working out <laughs> shit that you guys got to do. I'll do that thing with the ropes where you got to go. Wah, 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 wah. I'll do that.
1: Oh, some oh. cross training, cross yeah. cr- CrossFit stuff.
0: Yeah, I uh, look at uh, Kumail Nanjiani. I look yeah, at yeah. what they did with him. Yeah, that kind of business. Sure, I'll, I'll do. I'll do that. That'll be fine.
1: Computer, computer, uh, Photoshop. You mean?
0: Uh, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think that was uh, Photoshop? No, no, I think it was all fine. How old do you say uh, Kumail is? He's in his forties. 41, That's correct.
1: Yeah, that's a good age. That's an age where you can do stuff like that still. It's much harder when you get into your fifties to to. Because you you just can't it just your body is changing, so you can't you can't lose weight like that. It's a
0: very special time. Your body's changing.
1: Yeah. I mean your body as you get older it changes. It can't quite do the same stuff. Like he's an age where yeah, he can do all that stuff where, you know, you just you get rid of all the water in your body so you can have like that really Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. I like water. I'm a big fan of water. I'm a big fan
1: of water too. But it's the thing, like it was like listening I was reading something that um what's his name? Henry Cavill Cavill, who did uh who did The Witcher, when he was doing The Witcher he would have to do water fast for the for shirtless scenes because you, you want to be toned. You want to have definition. He said it wasn't much fun, though. And I agree. So you just avoid shirtless scenes. And you don't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, kind of, we,
0: should, we should stop doing this show shirtless.
2: Well,
1: I would stop doing it myself if you stopped, if you stopped preserving a show. Well,
0: I'm trying to also commit a little fraud while I'm doing it. I'm hoping it'll be a sexy crime.
1: <laughs> it's not sexy. Anyway, there are no sexy crimes, everyone. But here is a and way. You can't
0: do the sexy crime.
1: Dr. You can't do the sexy time. time. Nice. Speaking of sexy times, how about write to us? You can email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Wow, chicka, wow, wow, wow. Wow, 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 so there you go. Wow, never wow, never that kind of music wow, and pornos. Wow, wow,
0: Let's continue. <laughs>
1: uh, you can <laughs> go to our website, at sneakyd, or sorry, sneakydragon.com, and you will find our shows there. And there's places for you to leave comments and uh, we love to hear from you there as well you could write to us by snail mail if you want to you can go to the contact us page on the website sneakydragon.com and you will find a snail mail address there you can go to twitter where we are sneaky underscore dragon we are also on facebook at sneaky dragon we have a tumblr page and we are on patreon at sneaky dragon these are all ways to contact us support us and uh send us your love everyone Because you know what they say, love brings happiness. So, man, this was the sexiest uh, episode yet, I think. If
0: you can't do the love, don't do the shove.
1: If you can't do the love, don't do the glove. (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations.